الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We're going to carry on the sharah of the kitab ta'adhim al-ilm inshallah ta'ala Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Sallallahu sallam wa baraka ala abdihi wa rasulihi Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd Al-ma'akid al-ashir Mulazamatu adab al-ilm The author here rahimahullah ta'ala He's going to be speaking about the manners and the etiquette that is needed from the student of knowledge. How should you, as a student of knowledge, carry yourself? What are the things that you can do? What are the things that you can't do? Manners and etiquettes. Walidarika the poet, he said, لَيْسَ الْيَتِيمُ مَنْ مَاتَ وَالِدُهُ إِنَّ الْيَتِيمَ يَتِيمُ الْعِلْمِ وَالْأَدَبِ A person is not an orphan because he lost his mom and dad. You're an orphan when you lost knowledge and manners. Knowledge is your father and manners is your mother. If you lose those two, you're an orphan. You're in a sad situation. So it's vital and it's important to have good manners. Now. قال ابن القيم في كتاب مدارج السالكين أدب المرء عنوان سعادته وفلاحه وقلة أدبه عنوان شقاوته وبواره فما استجلب خير الدنيا والآخرة بمثل الأدب ولا استجلب حرمانه حرمانهما بمثل قلة الأدب ابن القيم says a person's manners and having manners and etiquette is a sign and an indication of a person's success and prosperity if you want to know somebody is successful and he has prosperity, look at his manners. Look at his etiquette. The way he talks. The way he acts. The way he carries himself. The way he is, is, an, is a sign of how successful he is and how destructive he is. And he went on to say, in, the good of this world and the hereafter, there's no other way to attain it except through good manners. I mean, one of the best ways, sorry, to attain the good of this world and the hereafter is through good manners. Naam. وَالْمَرُوا لَا يَسْمُوا بِغَيْرِ الْأَدَبِ وَإِنْ يَكُنْ ذَا حَسَبٍ وَنَسَبٍ You can be from a high station, you can be a king, you can be a ruler, you can be whatever you want. You can be a boss of a business, you can be the husband in the, in the relationship, you could be the father of the house. You're not going to be respected and you are nothing and no station will be given to you if you have bad manners. You can be from the biggest tribe and biggest background you want. If you have bad manners, you're not going to be risen. Allah said to the Prophet ﷺ, You are of great etiquette and great manners. And that is why the Arabs from all tribes they sat under his feet, alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah said to him, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظًا قَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكْ فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ Muhammad, if it wasn't, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, if it wasn't for your softness, your kindness, your generosity, your good heart, 
the sahabas would run away from your circles. Imagine he's speaking the truth, he's saying the haqq, he's Nabiullah Muhammad, revelation is coming down. The people won't want to hear that revelation. If the manners of the person who's passing it on, the person who's giving it, if they are despicable in the way that they're carrying themselves. Allah is saying to the Prophet, the Sahaba would leave your circle and they would leave your surrounding if the way you're carrying yourself is evil. And that is what they, the companions, saw from the Prophet and they loved him. It brought them close to the Prophet and be with him. وَإِنَّمَا يَصْلُحُ لِلْعِلْمِ مَنْ تَعَدَّبَ بِآدَابِهِ فِي نَفْسِهِ وَدَرْسِهِ وَمَعَ شَيْخِهِ وَقَرِينِهِ The adab, you need to have it with yourself. You yourself need manners in the way you deal with yourself by not dragging your nafs into destruction and not dragging your nafs into shahawat and shubuhat. Have good manners with yourself. Having good manners with those who are around you in, your, in the circles of knowledge, your peers who are seeking knowledge with you, have good manners with them and the way you talk to them, and the way that you deal with them. Having good manners with your shaykh, their teacher that's teaching you, and the way that you take knowledge from him, and the way you ask him questions. Now, With manners, you'll understand knowledge. What does he mean by that? Ibn al-Qayyim says in Kitab al-Saada, it means, when the teacher sees good manners from you, he would will, he's willing and he wants to teach you and benefit you more. Walidalika, Abdullah ibn Abbas عنه, was a companion, right? There was a man um, who was the leader from the Khawarij, Najdat al Haruri. Najdat al Haruri, he didn't benefit from, from, from Ibn Abbas. Reason is because. Whenever he came to Ibn Abbas, he was argumentative. He was what? Very argumentative. Abdullah ibn Abbas, when he came to the tafsir of Surah An-Naml, Abdullah ibn Abbas, and he said that the hudhud, the bad hudhud, when it goes up, it can see under the earth, he said. Ibn Abbas said this. What's in it? You can see. Allah gave it eyes to see. That was the view Ibn Abbas held. Najat al-Haruri said to Ibn Abbas, being, being very argumentative, he said, why, he said, why is, is it that we see that bird that you're talking about, Ibn Abbas? The children are sometimes putting grass on the earth and then the bird thinks it's a land and it stands on it and it falls in and the children grab it. If it can see under the earth, then why are children tricking it? And then Abdullah ibn Abbas quickly responded by saying, إِذَا جَاءَ الْقَدَرُ بَطَلَ الْحَدَرُ If the Qadr comes, all of the precautions that you're taking, it will not benefit you. The Qadr is written. But he was very argumentative. When Ibn Abbas said something, he would argue. He would be debating. He wouldn't submit and listen and take on what is being said to him. And because of that, حُرِمَ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ Ibn Abbas never wanted to teach him anymore. And was never willing to open his heart for him. وَلِذَلِكَ This is what the statement of Yusuf ibn Hussein means. بِالْأَدَبِ تَفْهَمُ الْعِلْمَ with good manners, you're going to understand knowledge, wallahi. And when you have bad manners, no one wants to teach you and no one wants to bring anything to you. Now. Ah, 
لأن المتأدب لأن المتأدب يرى أهلا للعلم فيبذل له وقليل الأدب يعز العلم أن يضيع عنده. يعني the person will look at you and they'll say I won't waste my time and my energy in teaching someone like you knowledge. I have other people who I can teach who are beneficial as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says about knowledge he says subhanahu wa ta'ala about the rain when it comes down Allah said in the Quran وَالْبَلَدُ الطَّيِّبُ يَخْرُجُ نَبَاتُهُ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ وَالَّذِي خَبُثَ لَا يَخْرُجُ إِلَّا نَكِدًا The earth that's good will produce good and the earth that's evil will produce what? Evilness. So if I put everything in you, you're just somebody who's evil. You're going to only produce what's evil. So the person is not going to want to teach you. Are you with me, brothers? Naam. سأل رجل البقاعي أن يقرأ عليه فأذن له البقاعي فجلس الرجل متربعا. So Bukhari, you can say his name as Bukhari, which is the قول and the way the جمهور العلماء say it. And you can say Bukhari. Both ways you can say it. نعم. فجلس الرجل متربعا فامتنع البقاعي من إقرائه وقال له أنت أحوج إلى إلى الأدب منك إلى العلم الذي جئت تطلبه. الإمام البقاعي from the قرن التاسع. A man came to him and he asked him about knowledge. He said, Can I read on you? I want to benefit from you. I want to take knowledge from you. And Imam al-Baqa'i said to him, أنت أحوج إلى الأدب. You need manners more than you need what? Knowledge. Go get manners then come for knowledge. أنت أحوج يا تدي إن مو نيد إلى الأدب manners منك إلى العلم الذي جئت تطلبه. The knowledge that you came to gain and to attain, you're more in need of good manners than anything else. Go and attain good manners. رحمه الله تعالى. They knew the importance of manners. They knew the importance of etiquette. Now, ومن هنا كان السلف رحمهم الله تعالى يعتنون بتعلم الأدب كما يعتنون بتعلم العلم. قال ابن سيرين كانوا يتعلمون الهدية كما يتعلمون العلم. محمد بن سيرين he said كانوا يعني السلف. محمد بن سيرين is from the تابعين. He said كانوا يعني الصحابة. The Sahabas they used to learn الهدية manners. كما يتعلمون العلم the way they study knowledge. They will study it. Manners. The way that they will study what? Ilma knowledge. بل إن طائفة منهم يقدمون تعلمه على تعلم العلم. Some of the salaf they used to give more priority to manners than knowledge, and they would say that the person needs to learn manners before he even goes to seek knowledge. Don't even seek knowledge. Goes manners. And ونقل عن بعض السلف. Some of the salaf it was transmitted from them. Some of them sat 30 years learning manners and etiquette and the way they carry themselves. قال مالك بن عنس لفتى من قريش يا ابن أخي تعلم الأدب قبل أن تتعلم العلم. ولذلك الإمام مالك was of that view. الإمام مالك was of that view, which is he said to a man, a person who he saw was wanting to learn knowledge, he said to him, يا ابن أخي الصلاة بالبدا. My nephew, تعلم الأدب. Go and learn manners. تعلم. You study and you learn knowledge. أدب. Manners is something you study. The way you study knowledge, and the way you take pen and paper to seek knowledge, the same way you take a pen and pen and learn manners, and you study it and you learn it. كما يتعلمون العلم. Sorry, قبل أن تتعلم العلم. Before you learn knowledge, go learn manners. 
And he forgot on himself and he saw it when he got close to Khurasan. He saw he had somebody's pen. He came back to give it to him. Just to say this was yours. Shaykh Muhammad was ta'ala. A person came up to him and he said to him, Shaykh, write me a tizkiyah. He said, do you have a pen? And he said to him, Shaykh, what about the pen in your... The one in your pocket? He said, this one, the organization I'm working for gave it to me. And they didn't permit it for me to use it for anything other than their work. That's the manners. I'm only allowed to use this pen and the ink in it for what was for what, what I, for what I was allowed to. Other than that, I don't use it. That's manners and etiquette, and that can only come from years of training and exercising. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us manners and etiquette. قال مخرج بن الحسين لبن المبارك يوما نحن إلى كثير من الأدب أحوج منا إلى كثير من العلم. Makhlad ibn al-Husayn is saying to Abdullah ibn Marak Both of them are talking to each other Both of them are a'imma, jahabid and nuqad They are great scholars Both of them are talking And Makhlad ibn al-Husayn said to Abdullah ibn Mubarak He said to him Nahnu ila kathirin min al-adabi Today we are in more need of good manners Than we are in need of knowledge Imagine Abdullah ibn Mubarak and Makhlad ibn al-Husayn saw us today And the way that we are He said that we need more manners today than we need knowledge. وَكَانُوا يُوصُونَ بِهِ وَيُرْشِدُونَ إِلَيْهِ قَالَ مَالِكٌ كَانَتْ أُمِّي تُعَمِّمُنِي وَيَتَقُولُ لِي اِذْهَبْ إِلَى رَبِيعَةِ تَعْنِ ابْنَ عَبْدِ أَبِي عَبْدِ الرَّحْمَانِ فَقِيهَا أَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ فِي زَمَنِهِ فَتَعَلَّمْ مِنْ أَدَبِهِ قَبْلَ عِلْمِهِ الإمام مالك مالك بن أنس إمام أهلي إمام داري الهجرة his mother would place an imam on his head as a young kid. And she would say to him, Go to who? Go to your Rabi'at ibn Abdul Rahman, Rabi'at al Ra'i. Go to him. Faqih ahl al Medina. And he would say to him, Go to him and learn from him. Learn what? Manners. Etiquette. The way that you need to carry yourself and the way that you need to be. Learn from him. Before you study and you take knowledge from him. She was a wise mother. She was a what? She was a wise mother. And same thing with Abdullah ibn Mubarak. The same thing with Abdullah ibn Mubarak. He said to the students, he said, Idhab ila Hamad ibn Zaydin. Go to Hamad ibn Zayd. Wastafid min hilmihi wa adabihi. Go and benefit from him what? His manners and his forbearance. How he can tolerate the hardship of seeking knowledge. Go and learn that from him. They used to do that. وإنما حرم كثير من طلبة العصر العلم بتضيع الأدب فترى أحدهم متكيا بحضرة شيخه بل يمد إليه رجليه ويرفع صوته عنده ولا يمتنع عن إجابة هاتف الجوال أو غيره. فأي أدب عند هؤلاء ينالون به العلم؟ شيخ سيد رحمه الله تعالى حفظه الله تعالى. Many of the people and many of the students of knowledge at this time they've been prevented from gaining knowledge. Why? Because he's lying down on his side in the sitting of the Shaykh. 
He's lying on the side. You see? And he's spreading his legs out. Yamuddu Rijlahu. He will spread his legs to the teacher. And he will raise his phone. And even pick up his phone. And pick up in the halaqa. Or even go out to speak. Whilst there's a dars going on. These are the reasons, one of the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prevent a person from gaining knowledge. Look at Jibreel when he came. بينما نحن جلوس عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم اطلع علينا رجل شديد بياط الثياب شديد سواد الشعر لا يرى عليه أثر السفر ولا يعرفه منا أحد حتى جلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسند ركبتيه إلى ركبتيه ووضع كفيه على فخذيه وقال يا محمد أخبرني عن الإسلام جبريل كيم sat right next to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he asked questions he didn't look right or left as soon as Jibreel came in, he came to the Prophet and he sat down. What was Jibreel doing? He was teaching the companions how to carry themselves. What knowledge is there? He was teaching them knowledge and he was teaching them what? Manners and etiquette. So anyone who doesn't have that manners in the gathering of knowledge, do they deserve for Allah to give them knowledge and the understanding of the religion? The Shaykh said, فَأَيُّ أَدَبٍ عِنْدَ هَؤُلَاءِ يَنَالُونَ بِهِ الْعِلْمِ those people whose manners are like that were disrespectful in their speech and the way that they carry themselves and the way they talk how can those people gain knowledge? نعم أشرف الليث بن سعد على أصحاب الحديث فرأى منهم شيئا كأنه كريها فقال ما هذا أنتم إلى يسير من الأدب أحوج منكم إلى كثير من العلم الليث بن سعد الليث بن سعد he was the faqih أهل المصرى he was the faqih of the people of Egypt Laith ibn Sa'ad al-Rahimahullah He saw a group of students And he saw from them something he disliked Either the way they were talking Or the way that they were carrying themselves Or the way they were sitting He, didn't, he saw something he didn't like And then he said Mahada, what is this? What is this that you guys are doing? And then he said to them Antum ila yathirin min al-adabi You are in need of little manners Then you are in need of a lot of knowledge Just a little bit of manners is what you guys need No فماذا يقول الليث لو رأى حال كثير من طلاب العلم في هذا العصر؟ What will Laith ibn Sa'ad say if he saw the students of today? The Sheikh said. No. المعقد الحادي عشر صيانة العلم عما عما يشين مما يخالف المروءة ويخرم ويخرمها ويخرم ويخرمها. The Sheikh now goes into things that contain knowledge. It can what? It can taint knowledge and it can cause harm to knowledge for the person to abstain from it. And it's what we're going to speak about called Khawarim al Muru'ah. Khawarim al Muru'ah is what? That which reduces a person's morality. Uh, or it lowers the person's station. We're going to see what the kalam of Ibn Taymiyyah and his grandfather, what they said about Khawarim al Muru'ah. Now, من لم يصن العلم لم يصنه العلم قاله الشافعي ومن أخل بالمروءة بالوقوع فيما يشين فقد استخف بالعلم فلم يعظم فلم يعظمه ووقع في البطالة فتقضى به الحال إلى زوال زوال اسم العلم عنه فتفضي به الحال إلى زوال اسم العلم عنه قال وهب بن منبه لا يكون البطال من الحكماء لا يدرك العلم بطال ولا كسل ولا ملول ولا من يألف البشر. The Sheikh Rahimahullah now mentions that the battal is a person who is he sits around, doesn't do anything, lazy, sits around, 
He doesn't preoccupy his time with valuable things. That type of person is not going to gain knowledge. And a person who is lazy. And a person who is always... Who sees knowledge and gaining knowledge as boring. It's not engaging. I don't like this. And also, he will not gain knowledge. The person who likes to socialize with people. If you always want to socialize and you want to be around people and with people and friends and hang around and go out, also that type of person, the poet said, he doesn't gain knowledge. One of the unique things for the student of knowledge is that he spends a lot of time rectifying his own situation and his own affairs, accounting for what he's done in the past and that which he has he's come short on and that which he wants to perfect in the future, inshallah ta'ala. And how he wants to go out of the mistakes that he did before. Also the talib ilm, that moment he's seeking knowledge, he wants to gain and benefit and spend less time with people. Naam. وجمع المروءة كما قال ابن تيمية الجد في المحرر وتبعه حفيده في بعض فتاويه استعمال ما يجمله ويزينه وتجنب ما يدنسه ويشينه. So, خوارم المروءة revolves around two things. What's خوارم المروءة? Things that are not befitting for a person to do. The Sheikh mentions two things that it revolves around. Okay, or ابن تيمية and his grandfather said. Using that which to adorn yourself with manners. What do you do? You adorn yourself with what? Beautify yourself with good manners and good things. And the second one is You stay away from anything that can taint your character and that can taint your essence. And the Sheikh is going to give many examples. We're going to see them, inshallah ta'ala. He's going to give many examples. Naam. Qila li Abi Muhammad, Sufyan ibn Uyayna, taqad istanbatta min al-Qur'an kulla shay, fa'ayna al-muru'atu fih, faqala fi qawlihi ta'ala, khudhi al-afwa wa'amur bil-urfi wa'aridda anil jahilin. Sufyan ibn Sa'id in the Thawri was one time asked, you're a man, everything, you get it out from the Qur'an. You're very strong in bringing things out from the Qur'an. Can you find a verse in the Quran to support Khawarim al-Muru'ah? And then he said, Khudil Afwa wa'amur bil-urfi wa'arid anil jahilin. He said, This ayah is an indication for Khawarim al-Muru'ah. Al-Muru'ah, sorry. What is it? Khudil Afwa, take forgiveness with you. Wa'amur bil-urfi, command the good. Wa'arid anil jahilin, and turn away from those people who are ignorant. Those three things are the pillars of Al-Muru'ah. Khud Al-Afwa. Be a person who's forgiven. Don't take anything personal. Make your heart and your chest wide open. Number two. Wa'amur bil-Urfi. Call to the good and say what is right and do not place the burden on making sure whether the truth is followed. That's not your job. Your job isn't to make sure that the truth is followed. Inna alayka upon you is to convey the message has it been implemented or not that's not your job Allah said to the Prophet Muhammad you're not one who forces the people when the Prophet sometimes would want people to do what he said Allah would say to the Prophet and it would become sad 
You're sad because the people are not taking what you're conveying. Allah Taala sometimes will rebuke the Prophet for it. Because that's not your role. Whether the truth is accepted or not. Allah said to the Prophet Why don't you take a sulam, a, a staircase, to the sky and bring them the guidance yourself? Why do you do that? Uh, that is Allah scolding the messenger and rebuking him. Because the, the guidance and the placing of the guidance is for me. What is upon you, Muhammad, and every believer is to say what is right, whether it's followed or not, that's not your job, keep it moving. That's what's upon you. So the second one is, وَأَمُرُ بِالْعُرْفِ And the third one is, وَأَعْرِضُ عَنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ Once you do tell the truth, somebody's going to be very vulgar in the way they talk to you. They're going to be bad. Just turn away. Don't go in. You're going to taint your shirt. You're going to taint yourself if you go in with a person. It's going to put you down. Just go and leave it. This ayah, Sufyan Thawri said, Sufyan Nuriyan sorry said, it's an evidence for me regarding uh, al-muru'ah and good manners. ففيه المروءه وحسن الادب ومكارم الاخلاق ومن الزم ادب الناس للطالب تحليه بالمروءه وما يحمل عليها وتنكبه خوارمها التي تخل بها كحلق كحلق لحيته هذا الشيخ ذن give some examples of things that are considered to be خوارم المروءه they they harm your character they put you down he gives examples the first one that he mentions is حلق لحيته the person to shave their beard, all of it. This is considered from to be to be from the khawarim al-muru'ah. This is from the khawarim al-muru'ah. And the scholars that mention that it's from the khawarim al-muru'ah are who? فَقَدْ عَدَّهُ فِي خَوَارِمِ الْمُرُوَةِ وَبِنُّ حَجَرٍ الْهَيْتَمِي The great Shafi'i scholar, Ibn Hajar al-Haytami, he said that shaving your beard is khawarim al-muru'ah. من الشافعية وابن عابدين من الحنفية and Ibn Abidin from the Hanafi scholars he considered shaving your bid as to be from the Khawarim al-Mura'ah looking around on the road somebody a believer a student of knowledge he doesn't look around everything and what does he do? he looks down and he goes looks at where he's going the same way that you don't say what is not necessary and that does not concern you it's the same way you do not look at what doesn't concern you and what is not your business. مِنْ حُسْنِ الْإِسْلَامِ تَرْكُ مَا لَا To leave off what doesn't concern you by looking at things that don't concern you. Some of the Salaf, it was transmitted from them that visitors came to visit them in their house and they saw that their roof collapsed and they never looked up to see it that it was collapsed. They lived in the house and they never knew that their roof collapsed. Because when they came into the house, they only looked at their books and they left. So they didn't have looks that were unnecessary. Just the same way that they were not speaking that which was not necessary. Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri and Ibrahim al-Nakha'i both of them are tabi'een and they both considered looking around to be from the khawarim al-muru'ah. Naam. Aw maddi al-rijlayni fi majma'i al-nasi min ghayri hajatin wa la darurat da'iyah. And spreading your leg. 
in a gathering, not just knowledge, even in the gathering of family or etc. Spreading your legs out in a gathering is considered to be from the Khawarim al Muru'ah. Bad manners, bad etiquette. وَعَدَّهُ مِنَ الْخَوَارِمِ جَمَعَةً مِنْهُمْ أَبُو بَكْرٍ الْطُرْطُوشِيُّ مِنَ الْمَالِكِيَّةِ وَأَبُو مُحَمَّدٍ الْطُرْطُوشِيُّ The correct way is الطُرْطُوشِيُّ مِنْهُمْ أَبُو بَكْرٍ الطُرْطُوشِيُّ مِنَ الْمَالِكِيَّةِ وَأَبُو مُحَمَّدٍ بْنُ قُدَامَةٍ وَأَبُو الْوَفَاءِ بْنُ عَقِيلٍ مِنَ الْحَنَابِلَةِ أَوْ صَحَّ أَوْ صَحْبَةِ الْأَرَاضِ of course then it's a different situation or for medical reason they spread their legs this is something else but other than that it is um, considered to be from the khawari mumuru'ah things that you need to stay away from especially when you're a student of knowledge I said this before and I'm going to say it again that a student of knowledge is different from other people when things are disliked in the sharia'ah for a student of knowledge, you see it as haram. And if something is sunnah, you see it to be wajib for yourself. Why? Because you've taken the position of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So qiyamul layl is wajib on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because you've taken his position, you see it wajib on you. These things that the scholars are mentioning which are disliked, that are not haram. When you come across it, you see it to be haram. Meaning, the way you deal, you never do it. You stay away from it. And you leave it. Naam. Aw suhbati al-aradhili wal-fustaqi wal-mujjani wal-battalin wa'addahu min khawari mil-murati jama'atun minhu abu hamidin al-ghazali wa abu bakrin ibn al-tayyibi min al-shafi'i ibn al-tayyibi min al-shafi'iyya wal-qadi i'yadin al-yahsubiyu min al-malikiyya Also befriending the adha'aradhil والفساق والمجان being with people who are sinners and people who are criminals being friends with them those type of people you can't you're a student of knowledge why are you with these people the poet he said لا تسأل عنه واسأل عن قريني فإن القريني بالمقارن يقتدي why are you with this person أرواح جنود مجندة ما تعارف منها تلف وما تلاكر منها اختلف there's something in your heart that wants you to be with this person then. So, suhbatul aradil wal fustaq, they're going to affect you. So, it's from the khawari al You're not friends with them. You don't hang around with them. You don't spend time with them. Or musara'atil ahdathi wa sigari wa'addahu min al-khawari ibn al-humami wa ibn al-jaymi min al-hanif min al-hanafiyyah. Also, musara'atil ahdath wa sigar, wrestling with the young kids. Wrestling with little kids. You're big, you're going, you're having a wrestling match with little kids and you're playing with them. The Salaf, they consider this to be what? Khawarim Muruah. Imagine you saw the Shaykh having a wrestling match with 10 year olds. What would that be considered? It's considered Khawarim Muruah. You see, Khawarim Muruah sometimes it's haram and sometimes they're the things that which are not haram. They are things that are what? That are not haram. Can a man's the awrab of a man is what? Between his what? His navels to his knees. Imagine the shaykh who is teaching you came out with something covering his navels to his knees. Is that, is that normal? And he's walking around outside. Is that alright? 
But it's not haram, that's not awrah. It's not awrah. He covered himself. This is called khawarim al muru'ah. This is called what? It's called khawarim al muru'ah. Well, some people say to you, is it haram what I did? No, it's not haram. But for you, it's not befitting. You shouldn't do this. Naam. ومن أخل بمرؤته وهو ينتسب إلى العلم فقد افتضح عند الخاص والعام ولم ينل من شرف العلم إلا الحطام. This will affect you. The minute the people see you do these خوارم المرؤات it will affect you. And you will drop in the eyes of the people, the Sheikh said. You will drop in the eyes of the people. The concept of خوارم المرؤات brothers it differs from culture to culture. Some things they change over time. It goes back to what we mentioned yesterday, والعرف معمول به إذا ورد حكم من الشرع الشريف لم يحد. خوارم المروءة can change over time. Are we all together? So it's always important when you come to a land, you learn the things that these people do not do, and that they don't they don't look at and stay away from it. Some Muslim countries to cross your leg and put your leg on top of the other leg like that, huh? You take your leg and you put it on top of the other leg and your foot can be seen on the side. Huh? Some countries, this is seen as what? Disrespectful. Very disrespectful. In a gathering, they see this to be what? Disrespectful. But in the West, it's not seen disrespectful. It's normal. When you come to the countries who see it to be disrespectful, you should stop it. Because it becomes khawarim al muru'ah. Are we all together? You stay away from it. Are we all together? Al-Ma'qidu al-Thani'ashar Intikhabu al-Suhbati al-Salihati lah Fal-Insanu madaniyun bit-Tabi'i Wattikhadu al-Zamili daruratun Wattikhadu al-Zamili daruratun lazimatun Fi nufus al-Khalq Fayahtaju talibu al-Ilmi ila Mu'asharati ghayrihi min al-Tullab Lituinahu hadhi al-Mu'asharatu Ala tahsil al-Ilmi Walijtihadu fi talabih The Sheikh here goes into choosing a friend Choosing a what? A friend. Pay attention here, brothers and sisters. You have to understand this. The Sharia doesn't say to you, don't have friends. The reason is because Al-Insan, the human being is madaniyun bit-tab'ah. We have to coexist. We need each other. No one can live by himself. Sahih? When you go to a shop, you need the product that's in the hand of the other person. And he needs the money that's in your hand. We need each other, right? So we need to sometimes come out, spend time with some people. As a student of knowledge, you can't always be at home. You need to come out, you need somebody to sit with, you need somebody to go out with and talk. So since the Sharia hasn't closed that door, and it can't, because it goes against your nature, you have to choose who's the one, and who's the person you're going to make the one that you spend that time with. And I want you to remember, you are what your friend is. You are what? Your friend is. Allah mentioned in the Quran the story of Ashabu, Ashabu al-Kahf. What did Allah mention? Ashabu al-Kahf when He spoke about them. He said, وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِطٌ وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِطٌ ذِرَاعَيْهِ بِالْوَصِيدِ Why was the dog mentioned? Why was there a dog mentioned? Because he was with righteous people. The scholars, they say, like Salajuddin al-Bulqini, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said that the dog, Allah mentioned it after speaking about Ashab al-Kahfi because the dog was in the cave, or was with, 
in the he was in the companionship of who? Ashabul Kahfi. Innahum fitiyatun amanu birabbihim wazidnahum huda. So by being with righteous people, he was mentioned and his name was it's in the verse. We're gonna read it. Ila ayyaritallahu al-ardu wa man alayha until the day of judgment that the dog would be mentioned. Allah spoke about the dog spread his legs. Allah spoke about the, the way the dog was Because of who he was with So you have to know that The person you are with Is a reflection of who you are The poet he said Don't ask about him Ask about his friends If I want to know you I can know you through your friends In the UK They give jobs Based on your friends on Facebook they look at your Facebook status and who you're friends with. And what type of people you've clicked as friends. Ajeeb. And that, after the interview, they know what type of person are you. Are the, all the people that you clicked, friends, businessmen, intellectuals, that gives them an understanding that you're a what? An intellectual, etc., etc. So by your friends and companions, a person can know who you are. Isn't that the case? No. وَالزَّمَالَةُ فِي الْعِلْمِ إِنْ سَلِمَتْ مِنَ الْغَوَائِلِ نَافِعَةٌ فِي الْوُصُولِ إِلَى الْمَقْصُودِ وَلَا يَحْسُنُ بِمْقَاصِدِ الْعُلَى إِلَّا انْتِخَابَ صُحْبَةٍ صَالِحَةٍ تُعِينُهُ فَإِنَّ لِلْخَلِيلِ فِي خَلِيلِهِ أَثَرًا قال أبو داود والترمذي قال أبو داود والترمذي والسياق لأبي داود حدثنا ابن بشار قال حدثنا أبو عامر وأبو داود قال حدثنا زهير بن محمد قال حدثني موسى بن وردان عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الرجل على دين خليله فلينظر أحدكم من يخالل. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said الرجل a person is upon the religion what على دين خليله فلينظر أحدكم من يخالل. You are of the religion of who? You are of the religion of the people that you take friends. Look at who you take a friend. That's the religion you're on. How many people, because of their friends and the people that they're with, brought them good or brought them what? Evil. An evil friend can make you go and destroy your deen, your identity and everything. And a good friend can bring you to khair. I remember one brother once said to me, I started to pray because there was this brother who used to give me money and he, would, he said I started to pray Fajr in Jama'ah and he said the way I started to pray Fajr in Jama'ah was that there was a brother who used to give me money and every time he would give me the money in the masjid on Friday uh, in the Fajr prayer he'll say come Fajr I'll meet you in the masjid and I'll give you the money until he said I became it became a habit for me to pray Salah in the masjid are we all together brothers? So a person can change you, can make you think away and behave in a particular way. يقول الراغب الأصفهاني ليس إعداد ليس إعداء الجليس بالجليسه بمقاله وفعاله فقط بل بالنظر إليه. Some people think that a friend can only affect you when he talks to you, uh, when he talks to you and when he converses with you and you have a dialogue with that person. No. Sometimes a person can affect you just by looking at them. The person doesn't have to say anything. You're just looking at the person and your whole mindset changes. Either for a what? For good or bad. This person changes your mindset 
all because of what? Just by looking at them. Yeah. لا تصحب الكسلان في حالاته كم صالح بفساد آخر يفسد آخر يفسد كم كم لا تصحب الكسلان في حالاته كم صالح بفساد آخر يفسد عدوى البليد إلى الجليد شريعة كالجمر يوضع في الرماد فيخمد شريعة شريعة الشريعة والشريعة عدوى البليد إلى الجليد سريعة كالجمر يوضع في الرماد فيخمد والجليد هو الجاد الحازم وإنما يختار للصحبة من يعاشر, للف... من يعاشر للفضيلة لا للمنفعة ولا للذة الشيخ هي منشز that the friends are three types you have to write this down the friends are three صحبة الفضيلة a friend of virtue he's a virtuous individual this type of friend is a what? Suhbatul Fadila, a virtuous friend. He participates with you in good. He is Sahibu Khair. The second one is Suhbatul Manfa'a, friends of benefits. Dunya, you're with him for benefits. He's your business partner. And the third one is Suhbatul Ladha. Suhbatul Ladha is the people you're with them to fulfill your shahawat, your, your evil acts. Suhbatul Ladha. With this person, you do haram, you do things that your nafs is inclined to. The best of them is the first one. Are you with me? The best one is what? Suhbatul Fadila. The second one is permissible. Suhbatul Manfa'a, you're a business partner. Lacking that one should be in accordance to the need. Shouldn't go beyond and below. You're a business partner, you do things together, you work together. This one should be in accordance to the need and not more or less. Lacking the third one is evil. The third one is what? No. فإن عقد المعاشرة يبرم على هذه المطالب الثلاثة الفضيلة والمنفعة واللذة كما ذكره شيخ شيوخنا محمد الخضري بن الحسين في رسائل الإصلاح فانتخب صديق الفضيلة زميلا فإنك تعرف به قال ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه اعتبروا الرجل بما يصاحب فإنما يصاحب الرجل من هو مثله عبد الله بن مسعود سادات Look at who you become friends with because who you're becoming friends with is a reflection of yourself. وأنشد أبو الفتح البستي لنفسه إذا إذا ما اصطنعت امرأ فليكن شريف النجار زكي الحسب فنذل فنذل الرجال كنذل النبات فلا للثمار ولا للحطب ويقول ابن مانع في إرشاد الطلاب وهو يوصي طالب العلم طالب العلم ويحذر كل الحذر من مخالطة السفهاء وأهل المجون والوقاحة وسيء السمعة والأغبياء والبلداء فإن مخالطتهم سبب الحرمان وشقاوة الإنسان وكأن هذا عين قول سفيان بن عيينة إني لأحرم جلساء الحديث الغريب لموضع رجل واحد ثقيل ولذلك لك هذا because of somebody bad you're with sometimes you're not bad maybe you are what? You are not bad. And somebody may prevent you from something they were going to give you just because they saw somebody with you. Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullah, sorry, Sufyan al-Uyayna, sorry. He said, 
Sufyan ibn Uyayna, he said, I prevent people who are sitting with me, I prevent them from a, a very strange issue that I was going to share with them, something rare I was going to give to them. I stop it because of somebody who's in the gathering. Somebody who they're with. I stop it, I don't mention it. So it affects you, the person you're with. I remember one time, I had a friend in secondary school in the UK. And this friend of mine, he didn't like, he didn't like to pray. So we went, Salah came in, and I, we used to be forced by my parents to go to the masjid and pray. So I, was in, I went to the masjid, and my father came and he saw this young boy standing outside the masjid. So my father said to him, come and pray in the masjid. The boy goes, oh, I'll pray some other time or some, whatever. I told the boy, wait for me outside. And I went into the masjid, I prayed, I came out. And then he went with me and we went to the house. And then he's standing outside in front of the door of the house. My dad comes again. And now he sees him where? In, in front of the house. So he now knows somebody from his children are friends with this man, with this young boy. So my father said to him, my father said to me when I came out, he said, who is with this boy? And I said, dad, it's me. He said to me, but he didn't pray in the masjid. I said, dad, I told him to. My dad said, how long will it be that you're telling him? One of you are going to drag one another. Either he's going to take you out of the masjid, or you're going to bring him into the masjid. Why gamble with your religion? We'll stop there inshallah ta'ala and we'll carry on after the salah. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Lahu alhamdul hasan. Wa thanao al-jameel. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah. Yaqulu al-haqqa wa huwa yahdi al-sabeel. Wa ashadu anna sayyidina wa nabina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa attabi'ina lahum bihsanin ila yawmi al-deen amma ba'd. We're going to start the sharah of the kitab. شرح السنة للإمام المزني رحمه الله تعالى. فبيفو ويستارت البوك. there are a couple of points I want to go through. the first one is the importance of learning توحيد العقيدة. as the poet said. وبعد فالتوحيد علم ينبلو على العلوم كلها ويفضل قد أوجب الرحمن منه قدرا. لَيْسَ يَصِحُ الدِّينُ حَتَّى يُدْرَى Everybody, there's an amount that is needed from you when it comes to Tawheed and Aqeedah. You can't be ignorant about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in the Qur'an, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكِ Know that there is none worthy of worship except Allah Azza wa Jalla and then ask for forgiveness. فَبَدَعَ بِالْعِلْمِ قَبْلَ الْقَوْلِ وَالْعَمَلِ Knowledge of a Tawheed is important, an Aqeedah. The second point that I want to speak about, inshallah ta'ala, is the author of this book is a scholar in the madhab of Imam Shafi'i. We're going to see his biography soon. And he is a Shafi'i in madhab. Like in the Aqeedah of the scholars, whatever madhab they were upon, it was the same. Imam al-Shafi'i is what? So Imam al-Muzani, the author of this book, is a Shafi'i. Imam al-Tahawi is what? Hanafi. By the way, Imam al-Tahawi is the nephew of Imam al-Muzani. This is his uncle. His mother's brother. 
Imam al-Tahawi used to be Shafi'i. But when he saw from Imam al-Muzani harshness, he said, I don't want to be Shafi'i anymore. And then Imam al-Muzani became angry and he said to him, Wallahi lan takuna faqihan abadan. Wallahi, you're never going to be a faqih. You're never going to learn fiqh if you leave Imam al-Shafi'i's madhab. And then Imam al-Tahawi became a faqih. A big faqih. And then he said, if my uncle was to see where I, I have reached in knowledge, he would have to bring an expiation for his covenant and his oath. And Imam al-Tahawi is what? Hanafi. Read his Aqeedah book, is the same Aqeedah. Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qayrawani is a what? He's a Maliki. Read his, his Risala. It's Aqeedah book. Um, Al-Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal Read the Aqeedah book he wrote His Usul Sunnah Or that which Al-Imam al-Barbahari wrote Sharh Sunnah Or that which Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah wrote He's a Hanbali Walidhalik Al-Imam Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah says وَهَذَا اَعْتِقَادُ الشَّافِعِي وَمَالِكٌ وَأَبِي حَنِيفَةَ ثُمَّ أَحْمَدُ يُنْقَلُوا فَإِنِ اتَّبَعْتَ سَبِيلَهُمْ فَمُوَفَّقُونَ وَإِنِ ابْتَدَعْتَ فَمَا عَلَيْكَ مُعَوَّلُوا the four Imams were upon the same Aqeedah. Walidhalika, you see those people who go against the Aqeedah of these Imams, this is what they will say to you. They will say to you, I am a Hanafi in Furu' Ash'ari in Usul. I am a Shafi'i in what? In Furu' and I am this in Usul. And who he knows? The Imam of that Madhab is not upon the Aqeedah. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, his students were upon the aqeedah of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Al-Rabi'i al-Musliman al-Muradi, Abu Ya'qub al-Buwayti, rather Abu Ya'qub al-Buwayti was imprisoned and was put behind prison because of the issue of Khalq al-Quran. When the claim came out that the Quran is created, Buwayti was imprisoned. And look what he said. He said, Fawallahi by Allah, Laan Amuta fi Hadidi Hada, for me to die with these chains on me. Hatta yatiya min badi so they can come after me. Qawmun ya'lamuna anna ukadmata fi hada shani qawmun fi hadidihim. I'm not going to give in to the statement that the Quran is created. I want people to die, I want people to know that there was a group of scholars who died in their chains believing that the Quran wasn't created. That's the student of Imam Shafi'i, Abu Ya'qub al-Buayti. Ismail ibn Yahya al-Muzani, we're going to see his aqidah. Al-Imam Abu Bakr al-Ismaili, who has the kitab I'tiqadu a'immat al-Hadith, is a Shafi'i. Abu Qasim Hibatullahi al-Lalakai, is a Shafi'i. He wrote the kitab usul i'tiqadu ahli sunnah wal-jama'ah. Al-Imam Qawam al-Sunnah, Abu Qasim al-Taymi, who wrote the kitab al-Hujja fi bayani al-Mahajja, was a Shafi'i. Aqeedah book. Al-Imam Abu Hamid al-Isra'ini, Shafi'i. He was one of the people who fought against Abu Bakr al-Baqillani in his views. Um, all of these a'imma wa shafi'iyya and they were what? Ala aqeedah ahli sunnah wal jama'ah. So when did it happen that Ash'ariya creeped into the Shafi'i? It creeped in after Abu al-Hassan al-Ash'ari. 
Abil Hassan al-Ash'ari was thus, was 40 years Mu'tazili. How many years? 40 years he was a Mu'tazili, and then one day he had an argument with his stepfather, Abu Ali al-Jubba'i. Al-Qadi Abu Ali al-Jubba'i had an argument with him, and this debate and this argument, Tajuddin al-Subki mentions it in his kitab, Tabaqat al-Shafi'iyah. Forty years of being a Mu'tazili, when his stepfather and him, the argument, he realized his stepfather can't answer these questions. Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari left the belief of Mu'tazila, and then he went to where? He went to Abu Abdullah ibn Kullab. Aqidah of the Kullabiyah. He adopted that, he, he took that in. Rather, the Aqidah al-Kullabiyah and the Aqidah al-Ash'ariyah is the same in the overwhelming majority of things, except that Ash'ariya became famous through Abil Hassan al-Ash'ari. Abil Hassan al-Ash'ari, so he, how many stages did he go through? Mu'tazili for 40 years, then he became a what? The Aqidah al-Kullabiyah, and then this marhala people dispute historically whether he came back to the Aqidah al sunnah wal-Jama'ah, and he did. He wrote three books to prove his aqidah. Al-Ibana fi usul al-Diyana. And another kitab called Risala to Ilah al-Thagar. And another kitab called Maqalat al-Islamiyin wa Akhtilaf al-Musallin. He has fusul in the chapters where he speaks about aqidah ahli sunnah wal-Jama'ah. If you go to his kitab Al-Ibana fi usul al-Diyana, he mentions Allah tabarak wa ta'ala has two hands. Allah has a face. And he says, I am upon the aqidah of Al-Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal. Which is the aqidah of the other imams. Are we all together? Imam Abi Hassan al-Ash'ari, his student Abu Abdullah ibn Mujahid, who narrated Abu Abdullah ibn Mujahid, who is the student of Abi Hassan al-Ash'ari, was upon the aqidah of Imam Abi Hassan al-Ash'ari when he returned back. Until Abu Bakr al-Baqillani came. When Abu Bakr al-Baqillani came, he wrote a kitab called Tamhid al-Awail. في تلخيص الدلائل and there's another kitab called التقريب والإرشاد 25% he turned it away from the belief of the Imam Abil Hassan Ash'ari added so many things onto it after him came Abi Ma'ali al-Juwaini he added another 25% onto the deviation Abi Ma'ali al-Juwaini Abi Hamid al-Ghazal Abi Ma'ali al-Juwaini is the author of the kitab نهاية المطلب في دراية المذهب in the madhab of Imam Shafi'i. He's a faqih Shafi'i. He took the kitab al-um and the kitab Mukhtasar al-Muzani and he combined it both in his kitab Nihayat al-Matlab fi Dirayat al-Madhab which is a ten-volume book. Abi Hamid al-Ghazali is his student. Then added 25% of the deviation onto the matter. And he's a faqih Shafi'i. He wrote the kitab al-Basit which is a summary of the Nihayat al-Matlab. Al-Wasit which is a summary of the Basit. And then Al-Wajiz, which is the Mukhtasar of the Al-Wasit. And then the Khulasa. And the Muharrar of Abu Hamid Al-Ghazali is from the Al-Wajiz. And then the Minhaj Al-Imam Al-Nawi comes from there. And then the Shuruh of Minhaj we have. Abu Hamid Al-Ghazali took the Aqidah far from how it was. He, rather Abu Hamid Al-Ghazali, he brought Ash'ariya with Sufiya together. Before it wasn't. The Ash'ariya were different from the Sufis. 
He took the Aqeedah to Sufiyah and the Aqeedah to Al-Sha'ira and he merged them all in one. The first to do that. Al-Sha'ira early stages, they didn't have problems with Tawheed Al-Ibadah, Tawheed Al-Uluhiyah. The issues was Babel, Asma'i, was Sifat and issues in here and there. Like after Abu Hamid Al-Ghazali, it became issues of Tawheed Al-Ibadah and whatnot. That's where it came, a very quick summary brothers. We don't want to go too much details. This is where it all came from. Until Fakhruddin al-Razi came. Fakhruddin al-Razi made the deviation 100% ala mu'taqad al-Jahmiyyah. He made the aqidah of the Asha'ira to the Jahmi belief. So the overwhelming majority of the Asha'ira today, what they have with them is the aqidah al-Jahmiyyah. And he has a kitab called Ta'sis al-Taqdis. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah refuted Rahimahullah rahmatan wasi'ah That's the second introduction The third introduction inshallah ta'ala Is the author's biography Al-Imam Ismail Miyahya al-Muzani Rahimahullah ta'ala Al-Imam al-Muzani His name is Abu Ibrahim Ismail ibn Yahya Ibn Ismail ibn Amr ibn Muslim Al-Muzani al-Misri and he's from a very well-known tribe or called Muzayna. Muzani is a tribe known as Muzayna. He was born when the year was 175. Rahimahullah. He was raised in a family of great knowledge. Um, a family of great knowledge. His nephew is who? And Imam Tahawi. And Imam Tahawi's mother was a student of Imam Shafi'i which is Ismail ibn Yahya al-Muzani's sister. They used to go together to take knowledge from Imam Shafi'i. Tahawi's mother was a faqih, scholar in fiqh, and great in understanding. He died, rahimahullah, when the year was 264. He has great teachers, and from his teachers is Ismail, uh, Imam Abu Abdullah Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i. Imam Shafi'i was his teacher. Muzani is a student of Imam Shafi'i. He stuck with Shafi'i closely until he became a split image of Imam Shafi'i. He became it. He read the Kitab al Risala written by Imam Shafi'i 500 times. He said, Qara'atu al Risala li Shafi'i. I read the Kitab al Risala by Imam Shafi'i 500 times I read it. Look what he said after that. Ma min marra. Every time I read it, illa wastafatu minha faida jadida. I benefit something new from it. Some of us haven't read the Quran five times, all of it. Huh? If he's read a risala by Imam Shafi'i 500 times, how many times did he read the Quran? Don't even ask about it. Don't ask about it. I want you to hear this advice that Imam Shafi'i gave to Ismail ibn Yahya al Muzani. He advised them. On his deathbed. Just before he died, Al Imam Shafi'i was advising his student. He said the following to him. He said to him, Ittaqillah, Ismail ibn Yahya, have taqwa. And place the akhirah in your heart. And make death right in front of you. Always remember it. Make death as though it's in front of you. And never forget. موقفك بين يدي الله عز وجل 
You're standing in front of Allah the day of judgment. Don't ever forget it. وَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ عَلَىٰ وَجَلٍ Be one who is scared of Allah severely and greatly. وَاجْتَنِبْ And stay away from maharimahu The things that He prohibited from you. The things that Allah prohibited from you. Stay away from it. وَأَدِّ فَرَائِضَهُ And do the things that He told you to do. The obligatory issues. And the obligatory matters. Come with it. وَكُدْ بَعَ الْحَقِّ Be with the truth. حَيْثُ كَانَ Wherever it is. Wherever the truth is, be with the truth. Don't leave it. وَلَا تَصْغِرَنَّا Do not belittle نِعَمَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ The blessings Allah has bestowed upon you. Never belittle it. وَإِنْ قَلَّتْ Even if it's little to you, don't belittle it. وَقَابِلْهَا بِالشُّكْرِ And deal with that blessing by showing gratitude. That was the advice that Imam Shafi'i gave to his student Ismail ibn Yahya al-Muzaniyu. From the students of Imam al-Muzani is who? Abu Bakr ibn Khuzayma is another Imam I forgot when I was mentioning the scholars who are Shafi'i and their Aqidah is Mu'taqad Ahli Sunnah. Is Abu Bakr uh, ibn Khuzayma. Ibn Khuzayma is called Imam al-A'immah. They call him. He has a kitab called Kitab al-Tawheed where he talks about Allah's names and attributes subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zakaria Saji, Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Hatim, all of them they took knowledge from who? Ismail ibn Yahya al-Muzaniyu rahimahullah. Al-Imam al-Muzaniyu, he was a person known for his ibadah, his fear of Allah. Abu Sa'id ibn Sukari, look what he said. He said, Ra'aytu al-Muzani, I saw Al-Imam al-Muzani. Wa ma ra'aytu and I never saw. A'bada lillahi minhu, a person who worshipped Allah more than him. وَلَا أَتْقَنَ لِلْفِقْهِ مِنْهُ And I never saw anyone who had, who was grounded in fiqh the way he was. Ibn Imam al-Muzani, in his later stages in his life, he used to wash the dead bodies. That, was, that became his occupation. He never took money for it, but he, become a, he became a person who used to wash the dead body. And he mentioned The reason I did this Is to soften my heart So he used to wash the dead bodies When they were brought To Egypt it would be his, He would take it upon himself To be from those people who are washing That dead body He wrote many books And from those books is The most famous book he wrote Is his Mukhtasar in Fiqh He has a Mukhtasar It's called Mukhtasar al-Muzani Where he summarizes Fiqh of Imam Shafi'i and look at this. He said when he wrote his Mukhtasar, my teacher, Imam Shafi'i, would not have liked me to write this. Imam Shafi'i would not have liked that I combined and compiled his madhab. Because those scholars, they didn't see their statements to be something. Shafi'i didn't want people to give so much weight to his statements. Tawadu' The humility and the humbleness of these scholars. And one of the books that he has written is the one that we're going to study today, inshallah ta'ala. Last point before we go into the book. Why did he author this book? And why did he write it? Sababu ta'lifi had al-kitab. What was the reason in why he authored this book? Ali ibn Abdullahi al-Hulwani. He said, I was in Tarabulus in Maghrib. And some of my friends and I were sitting 
and Ismail ibn Yahya al-Muzani came up. His name came up as we were talking. Some of the people were sitting there, they said, إِنَّهُ يَتَكَلَّمُ فِي الْقُرْآنِ That Imam al-Muzani believes that the Qur'an is created. And another group said, no, 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 he doesn't believe the Qur'an is created. He just, he just withholds from the concept. He's of the belief that this issue we shouldn't talk about. Which is another filthy belief that Imam Ahmad was fighting against. To say, Qur'an is created to do tawakkuf. Imam Ahmad used to say, Al-Qur'an, Kalamullah is not enough. You have to add غير مخلوقي that is not created. Anyone who said Al-Qur'an, Kalamullah and stopped. Those were the people of Imam Ahmad. So some groups said that's what Muzani is. That is who? Muzani is. So when some of them heard that Al-Muzani, this was said about him. Rahimahullah. They wrote a letter to him. They said, is this true? And this is teaches us something which is when somebody is accused of something, when he's accused of something, he should verify and ask the person, is this true that was said about you? And that the person also shouldn't hide his aqidah. And Imam Muslim, what did he do? Did he hide his aqidah? He wrote a book for them. And he didn't say, why are you testing me for? Who do you think you are wanting to know what I believe? That's between me and Allah. He didn't say that. He said, do you want to know what I believe? Ha. When the Munadara happened, the debate between him, the debate of the Aqidah was is mentioned in the, in the third volume of his Majmu' al-Fatawa, Ibn Taymiyyah. It's mentioned in the third volume. That they debated with Ibn Taymiyyah and they said to him, Hey, where's your Aqidah? Write your Aqidah for us now so we can debate about it. Ibn Taymiyyah looked and he said, if I write my aqidah for you now, you're going to say he's hiding his belief, he's, he's playing around. How about I give you guys an aqidah that I wrote many years ago? And I gave it to a qadi, a jurist in Wasit, a place in Baghdad. So they said, okay, no problem. They put aqidah to Wasitiyah, he said, this is my belief. Let's debate about this now. So the scholars, they used to write their books based on what? Based on questions about their aqidah. They wouldn't hide it. Why would you hide the most prominent, the most clearest thing that needs to be known about you? Your aqidah. So he authored this book, Al-Imam Al-Muzari, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Asaman Allahu wa'iyyakum bittaqwa wa wafaqana wa'iyyakum limuwafaqatil huda amma ba'd. فإنك سألتني أن أوضح لك من السنة أمرا تصبر نفسك على التمسك به وتدرأ به عنك شبه, عنك شبه الأقاويل وزيغ محدثات الضالين وقد شرحت لك منهاجا موضحا لم, لم آل نفسي وإياك فيه نصحا بدأت فيه بعمد الله ذي الرشد والتسديد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم he said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the most, the most gracious. And as I mentioned last time, starting with the Basmala is taken from the Quran and the Sunnah. Like in the Sunnah is Sunnah Fi'liya, not Sunnah Qawliya. What do I mean, Sunnah Fi'liya? The Prophet's action was that whenever he wrote a letter, he would say what? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. But the Prophet never said, start with Bismillah. Now. 
بسمي In the word bismi, it means isti'ana Asking Allah from help Allah is ism It's a name from the names of Allah Azza wa Jalla Which shows Dhul uluhiya He's a ilah The one who deserves to be worshipped And ar-Rahman ar-Rahim means what? The most merciful And ar-Rahim means the most gracious Naam. The author says May Allah protect us وَإِيَّاكُمْ and all of you with what? How can Allah how is He going to protect us? With taqwa, with taqwa. So taqwa, what does it mean? The word taqwa it's taken from the meaning al-wiqaya prevention, shield. Where does taqwa come from? So the word asamana is isma. Isma means al-wiqayat wa salamatu min al-shurur. Oh Allah protect us from evil. Through what? Through taqwa. So taqwa is what Allah tabarak wa ta'ala protects a people. You can't come with taqwa if you don't know what taqwa is. وَلِذَلِكَ بَكَرْ إِبْنُ خُنَيْسٍ He said, كَيْفَ يَكُونُ مُتَّقِيًا مَنْ لَا يَدْرِي مَا يَتَّقِي How can he come with taqwa? The one who doesn't even know what taqwa means. And the best definition for taqwa is the statement of Talq ibn Habib. Talq ibn Habib gave the best definition for taqwa. When he was asked to describe taqwa, he said, Taqwa means It is to act in accordance to the obedience of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Hoping for the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jalla. With what lacking? With a light from Allah, meaning with proof from Allah. This action that you're doing, you have a proof for it. And it is also. تَرْكُ مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ Leaving off sins. مَخَافَةَ عِقَابِ اللَّهِ Scared that Allah is going to punish you. With what? عَلَى نُورٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ You have proof that this thing is a sin and Allah prohibited it. This is what taqwa means. And Ibn Al-Qayyim and Al-Imam Al-Zahabi they both said the definition of Talq ibn Habib is the most comprehensive and the greatest definition. Ibn Al-Qayyim said that and Al-Imam Al-Zahabi mentions that. Naam. وَوَفَّقَنَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ لِمُوَافَقَةِ الْهُدَىٰ And may Allah give us subhanahu wa ta'ala the ability to follow guidance. The guidance here means what? The sunnah of the messenger alayhi salatu wassalam. وَلِذَلِكَ The Prophet used to say فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِي هَدِيُ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم So the best guidance is which guidance? The guidance of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. To proceed Is used after you've given an introduction And you're moving on to something else You say To proceed You asked me Who's he talking to? The person who sent in the letter You asked me from, from me to, cl- to clarify From the sunnah What does he mean here sunnah? Al-aqidah Sunnah is used as what? Al-Aqidah Some of the scholars they used to author their book And they used to call it Al-Aqidah Like Ibn Abi Asim There's a kitab called As-Sunnah And also Imam Muhammad son Abdullahi Imam Ahmed's son Abdullahi There's a kitab called As-Sunnah Two volumes Abu Bakr al-Khalal has a kitab called As-Sunnah And this kitab what is it called? Sharhu Sunnah The Sunnah here means Aqidah the Sunnah here means 
Aqeedah. These terms are interchangeably used. Aqeedah, Sunnah, Usuluddin are terms which are interchangeably used. The word Aqeedah, is it found in the Quran and the Sunnah? Yes, the Prophet used the word Aqeedah. Nabiullah Muhammad used it. There's a hadith of Imam al-Darimi narrated in his Sunan that the Messenger وسلم, he said, لا يعتقد قلب المسلم The heart of a Muslim does not have aqeedah, does not believe. The Prophet could use لا يعتقد يعتقد means what? Aqeedah. قلب مسلم The heart of a Muslim does not believe على ثلاث خصال Three things إلا دخل الجنة except he will enter Jannah. So the Prophet used the word what? Aqeedah alayhi salatu wassalam. ولذلك ابن تيمية when he was talking about عقيدة what did he say ليس الاعتقاد لي عقيدة is not I'm ابن تيمية I don't write عقيدة I'm not the one who writes عقيدة and Imam al-Muzani doesn't write the عقيدة ولا أحمد بن حنبل and others they don't make up the عقيدة ابن تيمية said ليس الاعتقاد لي عقيدة is not for me to make up ولا لمن هو أكبر مني and even those who are greater than me cannot write it بل الاعتقاد يؤخذ عقيدة is taken from where عن الله is taken from Allah ورسوله and is taken from the messenger وما أجمع عليه سلف الأمة and that which the pious predecessors agreed upon إذن this book whatever we read in it it's ijma' there's no dispute about it you have to believe it this kitab شرح السنة that you're reading it's taken from the Quran it's taken from the Sunnah and it is ijma' there's no difference of opinion in these issues you're not allowed to go against it no. and that's all the books of Aqeedah Shaykh Hussain al-Imam al-Burbahari except whatever the scholars mention it's incorrect on the author other than that is ijma' Usul al-Sunnah al-Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal ijma' is consents no difference of opinion on this issue وَلِذَلِكَ the salaf did not differ on aqeedah they were the same the aqeedah was what? their mu'taqad was all the same they agreed they were together on that أَمْرًا تُصَبِّرُ نَفْسَكَ عَلَى التَّمَسُّكِ بِهِ the Shaykh said you asked me to give you clarification in the aqidah and also you asked me to tell you something that can allow you to be patient upon the path that you're holding on to. The people who are holding on to the haqq, what do they need? Patience. To sabbiru, you need patience when you come to this belief. Why? Because there are going to be a lot of things that are going to be against you. What are the things that can help you to be patient upon this aqidah? Two things. Ad-du'a. Supplicate to Allah Azza wa Jalla. Beg Him. Ask Him to save you from what? Min al-fitani ma dhahra minha wa ma batan. The fitna that is coming out and the fitna that is hidden that Allah protects you from it. The second one is dirasatu kutub al-i'tiqad. Study the books of aqidah. It's going to make you firm. Study the what? The books of aqidah. Naam. وَتَدْرَأُ بِي عَنْكَ شُبَهَ الْأَقَاوِيلِ Study Aqeedah books, what would it do for you? It will repel, it will push away the false statements that are out there. And it will also do what for you? It will also get rid of the newly invented matters. Things that people brought. Allah said in the Quran, وَمَنْ يَعْتَصِمْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ هُدِيَ إِلَى صَلَاةُ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Anyone who holds onto Allah, and holds on to the path of Allah. فَقَدْ هُدِيَ He's being guided to what? To the to straight path. Allah also said, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبُلَى 
فتفرق بكم على سبيله. This is my path, follow it. And don't follow the other paths. So we already know there are what? There are other paths. ولذلك the Prophet when he recited that ayah, he wanted to teach his sahabas in a way that they can always remember it. Because as they say, a picture draws more than a thousand words. He took a twig and he drew on the earth. He made a straight line. Abdullah Mas'ud said, He made a path on the earth and he said, This is the path of Allah. And then he made lines on the left and on the right. And then the Prophet said, These are paths. There's a shaytan standing on top of it saying to the people, Come, come. Then the Prophet recited the ayah, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا السُّبُلَ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَلْ سَبِيلِ Don't follow those other paths. Follow this path. The truth is only one. It's not more than one. نعم. وَقَدْ شَرَحْتُ لَكَ مِنْ هَاجًا مُوضِحًا I have explained for you a clear-cut path. Muzani say to you, what I'm saying to you is clear. وَلِذَلِكَ أَدَّاعِي A person is calling to the path of Allah. When he speaks, it's so clear. Everybody understands it. He's not a politician that when he leaves, people say, what does he believe again? No one says that. Ulama Ahl Sunnah, they're clear in what they are saying. Everyone understood their aqeedah, their belief. Now. Look what he said, I also didn't go short in being a sincere advisor for you. What I tried my best to do is to give you everything I can help you and aid you with. He's been asked about his aqeedah, his aqeedah has been questioned. He doesn't see any problem with that. He said, I'm more than willing to tell you and even advise you. Because this is an issue of the Akhirah, the Day of Judgment. They saw no problem with that. Walidalika brothers, as Al-Imam Ibn Taymiyyah said, Man dalila, dalla Anyone who goes against the evidence, then he will be lost on the path that he's trying to tread on. You will never reach. Al-Imam Ibn Abi Izz al-Hanafi said, how can a person hope to reach the goal but he doesn't know the Prophet's hadith? He doesn't know the Sunnah. How are you going to reach the path that you're trying to gain? How do you know this path of mine? How would you know it if you don't know the Sunnah and you haven't studied it? Sunnah meaning what the Prophet came with, what the Prophet said. If you don't know that, how are you going to come with it? How are you going to reach your goal, which is Jannah? بدأت فيه بحمد الله ذي الرشد والتسديد الحمد لله حق من ذكر وأولى من شكر عليه أثني الواحد الصمد ليس له صاحبة ولا ولد جل عن المثيل فلا شبيه له ولا عديل السميع البصير العليم الخبير المنيع الرفيع عال على عرشه وهو دان بعلمه من خلقه قول الحمد لله الشيخ ساتد أفتر بسملة ودري دو أفتر سي بسم الله كي بدوات Praises to Allah, Alhamdulillah, he said. Ahaqu madhukir. Allah is the what? The most rightful one of... He has the most rights to be remembered. Allah has the greatest... The Shaykh, look what he said. Ahaqu. That's afdalu tafdil. Af'alu tafdil, sorry. What does it mean? The most... is superlative in English, right? Superlative. Huh? Sir? Superlative. That Allah has the most rights to be mentioned. And this is taken from the hadith Imam Muslim narrated in his sahih that the Prophet sallallahu he would say when he rose up from the ruku' he used to say Allahumma rabbana walakal hamd 
ملء السماوات وملء الأرض وما بينهما وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد أهل الثناء والمجد أحق ما قال العبد أحق ما قال العبد من زوات You have the most right for you to be praised Allah Azza wa Jalla And you are the most rightful to be shown gratitude Allah has the most rights to be shown gratitude Subhanahu wa ta'ala More than anybody else Subhanahu wa ta'ala Because everything he gave it to you And where do you show shukr from? Three places Your tongue, your heart and your limbs How do you show it from your tongue? You mention the blessing Talk about it How do you show it from your heart? By recognizing that Allah gave you this blessing How do you show it on your limbs? By not using your limbs in the disobedience of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Pray for him. Fast for him. Do as he commanded you subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said in the Quran, I'malu ala Dawood shukra. Alu Dawood, do shukr. So you have to show the shukr. On your tongue you say it. In your heart you believe it. And it shows on your limbs. Naam. Wa alayhi uthni. And to you, O oh Allah, we continuously praise. On you, Allah Azza wa Jalla, we continuously praise subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do we praise him? Through his names and his attributes. الحسنى, we call we praise Allah through what? His names and and his attributes. Allah is one. One here in what? His names. His attributes, that's one. In his rububiyah, his lordship. And his uluhiyah, he's one. He's one in all of that. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one has the same names and the same attributes of Allah Azza wa Jalla. No one is associated partners with Allah in his rububiyah, his lordship. And the third one is what? In Allah's what? In his uluhiyah. All of those three is combined in Surah Maryam. رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا فَعْبُدُوا وَاسْطَبِرْ فَوَاسْطَبِرْ لِعِبَادَتِهَا لَتَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّا Allah is alone in all three of those. الْوَاحِدْ When you say that, you mean all of those three. You single Allah in the actions that Allah does. You single Him in it. You single Allah in the actions that you do. And you single Allah in His names and His attributes. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. الصمد. Samad means what? Everybody needs Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't need anybody. The humans are all in need of Allah. Allah is a master. As-Samad means as-Sayyid. He's a master, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنَّ جَمِيعَ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ All of the creations, تَصْمُدُ إِلَيْهِ They all turn towards Him. They all need Him. They all beg Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of Allah's names, brothers, you have to remember, they are what? أَعْلَامٌ بِاعْتِبَارِ دَلَالَتِهَا عَلَى الذَّاتِ وَأَوْصَافٌ بِاعْتِبَارِ دَلَالَتِهَا عَلَى الْمَعَانِ Allah's names are not just mere names. They are names that have meaning in them. When you say As-Samad, there's a meaning in it. When you say Al-Aziz, there's a meaning in it. When you say Allah, there's a meaning in it. When you say Al-Rahman, there's a meaning in it. When you say Al-Alim, there's a meaning in it. Each and every one of those names has a characteristic. You need to study them. You need to learn them. And once you do learn them, your Iman will increase. And it's from the things that increase a person's Iman when they study these names and of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Allah doesn't have no partners. He has no wife. Nor does he have 
children. Allah doesn't have a wife and doesn't have children. No one is like him. No one's like him, equal to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one's like him in his names and attributes. No one is like him in his rububiyya. And no one is like, like him in his uluhiyya. That's the same meaning as mathil. Allah can hear and he can see subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything he can hear and everything he can see subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look what Aisha said. Aisha said, I was in the next room of the house of the Prophet. She was in the next room. When the woman came to the Prophet and she was complaining about her husband that he did the dhihar. Dhihari meaning he said to his wife, you are like the back of my mother to, him, to his wife. Aisha said, I couldn't hear what they were saying in the next room, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. And then Aisha, she said, the ayah came down, قَدْ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ Allah said, from high above, I heard what they were saying. Aisha said, I'm in the next room, I can't hear. Allah is saying, from high above, I heard. Aisha said, Alhamdulillah, الَّذِي وَسِعَ سَمْعَهُ وَسِعَ سَمْعُهُ Praise is to Allah, the one whose hearing is vast. For all of the people's voices, he can hear them. Two voices are not going to mix up. Allah said, you all know the hadith al-Qudsi. لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنْسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ كَانُوا عَلَى صَعِيدٍ وَاحِدٍ فَسَأَلُونِ فَأَعْطَيْتُ كُلَّ وَاحِدَةٍ مِنْ كُنَّ مَسْأَلَتُهُ مَا نَقَصَ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا عِنْدِي إِلَّا كَمَا يَنْقُصُ الْمِخْيَطُ إِلَى أُدْخِلَ الْبَحْرِ If all of you went on a mountain, or you all came to a place, and every one of us, the same time, the same minute, we asked Allah, everybody Allah can hear what He's saying. Two voices are not going to mix up. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even that though, we can hear, and Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, what did He say in this ayah? لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ وَهُوَ السَّمِعُ But we have hearing and we're seeing as well. Allah said, هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينُ مِنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُوا شَيْءَ مَذْكُورًا إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ أَمْشَادٍ نَبَتَلِيهِ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا This is us. It's different. Your hearing, number one, it came when, they, when, when they, it didn't exist. Your hearing, there was a time it didn't exist. Allah gave it to you now, it started. One. Two, your one, even when you have it, is deficient. You have a limit of how, you can, how far you can hear. Allah is one is not limited. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Third, your one's going to come to an end. Your one is coming to an end. There's going to be a time when you're going to be like, I can't hear, come close. Number four, your one was given to you. Allah gave it to you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who gave Allah the characteristics? No one. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Alimu. Al-Alimu means the one who knows everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ Allah knows what's before you, meaning what's happened in the past. Allah knows what's going to happen in the future, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows everything. Every single thing Allah ta'ala knows. Al-Mani'a. Al-Mani'a means Al-Khabir. Al-Khabir means what? Al-Khabir is the one who knows what's the difference between Alim and Khabir? The difference between the two is Khabir is the one who knows بِدَقَائِقِ umur, The detailed things. Khabir is a more detailed, huh? Allah knows detailed things. 
such as Allah says, Allah knows the, the, the deceptive person what is hiding in his chest. He knows it subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's called khabir. Are you with me? Knowledge is more general, like in khabir is the one who is daqiq, detailed in what he knows. Al-mani' means what? No one can reject Allah wa ta'ala what he destined. No one can reject it. Allah is one who's what he judged. No one can come and question it. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah said in the Quran, He has power and strength over his creation. They can't force him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like in the name Al-Mani' is not from the names of Allah. Okay, just keep that in mind. This is not from the names of Allah. Rather, it is min babil akhbar. It's, it's, a, it's informing about Allah tabarakwa ta'ala. Are we all together? And as the qa'idah is, babul akhbari awsa'u min babil asma'i wa sifat. Akhbar is more general than names and attributes. Naam. Ar-Rafi'i. Ar-Rafi'i means the one who's high. Allah is high in three things. What is he high in? The first one is he's high in his that. Allah, where is Allah? If I ask you now, what are you going to say? He's above his throne. Because Allah said in the Quran, Yakhafuna, Yakhafuna Rabbahum min fawqin. The angels are scared of the, their Lord who is above them. We're going to come to that later. The second type of ulu is what? Ulu qadrin. Allah's status is higher than the status of the creation. Allah said in the ayah, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِي That's the evidence for that. The third one is what? Qahar. Allah Taala He subjugates His creation. His power, He can make them do what He wants. As Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, وَهُوَ الْقَاهِرُ فَوْقَ عِبَادِهِ نعم. عَالٍ عَلَىٰ عَرْشِهِ Allah is above His throne. Where is Allah? He's above His throne, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, what do they do? They believe that Allah is above His throne. Because Allah said in the Quran, the deviated groups, they say Allah is not above his throne. Like the Sha'ira, for example, they say the word istawa means what? Istawla, Ibn al-Qayyim said, Nunul Yahudi, wala mujahmin, huma fi wahi rabbil huma fi wahi He said, Nunul Yahudi, wala mujahmin, huma fi wahi rabbil alamina, ama huma Nunul Yahudi, wala mujahmin. Something like that. The noon that the Jews add to the Quran and the lamb that the Jahmiyyah, what was the noon that the Jews added when they were told to enter Baytul Maqdis? What was said to them? Say, Qulu Hitta, right? What did they say? They said, Himta, they added a noon there. And what did the Jahmiyyah do here? Istawa, what did they add to it? They added a lab into it. So what did they say? Istawla. Ibn al-Qayyim said, Nunu al-Yahudi wala mujahmin. And the lamb of the Jahmiya, huma fi wahya rabbi rahmani za'idatani. Both of them are added into the Quran. They're not part of the Quran. Are we all together? Ibn al-Taymiya said, Qubhan liman nabada al-Qur'an wara'ahu wa idha istadalla yaqulu qala al-akhdaru. Destruction be to the person who, when he quotes, he's going to quote a man by the name Akhtal. And he's not going to say Allah said. Because the one they say, mention the lamb in Istawa is a man by the name of Ghayyat ibn Ghayyut, As-Salt. Akhtal. Whose real name is Ghayyat ibn Ghayyut, As-Salt. He's the one who said, Istawa in the ayah means 
istawla. Or they took it from a line of poetry. He didn't say it like that. They took it from a line of poetry which is istawa bishr ala al-Iraqi min ghayri sayfin wala damin muhraqi. They took it from that line of poetry. And that line of poetry, the man by the name Bishr who they're talking about here is the brother of, is, is Bishr ibn Abdul Malik. His, his name is Bishr ibn Abdul Malik. And he's the brother of Marwar ibn Abdul Malik. And this is recent. So before that, what were the Sahabas defining uh, Istawa as? What was the meaning to Istawa then? If, are you with me, brothers? So, Ar-Rahmanu ala al-Arsh Istawa means ala wartafa. Allah is above His throne, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the slave girl came to the Prophet and the Prophet said to him, Allah, the hadith is Sahih Muslim. Where is Allah? He said to her. What did she say? Fissaba. He said, I'tiqha fa'innaha. Where did he, he say she is? Where did he say Allah is? Where did he say? If you guys say Fis Sama, does that mean Allah is in the Sama? Because the word Fi is in. Yeah? The Arabs, they use the word Fi as Allah. And it's in the Quran. What did Allah say? Walk on this earth. Fi is used here, Sahih. You walk, you walk inside the earth. Can you walk inside the earth? Where do you walk in? On the earth, right? So the fee that's used here, it means Allah, right? Are you with me? So, the fee here means Allah, on top, above. It doesn't mean in, okay? Allah is with his creation, with his knowledge. Ismail is saying this. This is not something that was brought later. Allah is above his throne and what? He's with his creation based on his knowledge. And if you look at many ayat in the Quran, you actually find when Allah mentions Ar-Rahmanu ala al-Arsh istawa after Allah mentions knowledge. Like for example, Allah says, هو الذي خلق السماوات وأرض في ستة أيام ثم استوى على العرش يعلم ما يلج في الأرض وما يخرج منها وما ينزل من السماء وما يعرج فيها وهو معهم أينما كنتم وأينما كنتم والله بما تعملون والله بما تعملون خبير خبير هي العلم right so Allah says وهو معكم Allah is with you and after that what did Allah mention خبير so what's he with us with knowledge are you with me brothers He's with us, what? The ayah is telling you, وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ مَعَكُمْ خَبِيرٌ Allah is with you, knowledge. Allah didn't just do that in one place. He made it, He did it in many other places. Even look at Taha. What did Allah say? الرحمن على العرش استوى الرحمن على العرش استوى له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وما بينهما وما تحت السراء وإن تجهر بالقول فإنه يعلم السر يعلم السر يعلم السر so the knowledge that is being talked about here, what does it mean? It's talking about, it's talking about um, uh, knowledge with His creation. Allah is with us, knowledge. But where is Allah? He's above His throne, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are you with me, brothers? Ahlul Sunnah believe that. This aqeedah to Ahlul Sunnah. And the last third of the night, Allah wa ta'ala, He comes down the last third of the night and He's still above His throne. Ahlul Sunnah believe that. How? Don't ask me. Don't ask me how. Allah is above His throne and He comes down last third of the night. Ahlul Sunnah believe that. 
and you will never be able to comprehend that, so don't try to. I'll give you an example why you can't ever comprehend this. The reason is because the Prophet told us that the, the, the sun, when it comes out, before it comes out, it prostrates to its Lord, Allah Azza wa Jalla, and then it says, Oh Allah, shall I come out from the right direction or shall I come out from the opposite direction? Allah says, No, come out from the right direction. Until the day of judgment, it comes out from the opposite direction. Question here is, when does that sun prostrate? When does it take permission? Because when the day is not here, it's somewhere else. You couldn't even understand the sun. How are you going to understand Allah? Are you with me, brothers? You're struggling to understand how the sun works. And when it prostrates to Allah. And when it, sorts, when it takes permission from Allah. How are you going to understand how Allah came down and it's still above his throne? You're never going to understand it. So don't waste your time and energy on that. Focus on his ability. And his quwa and his strength. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah encompassed everything with his knowledge. Allah knows everything that is. Everything Allah encompassed it with what? With knowledge, subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you truly believe Allah knows everything that happened, Allah knows what's happening. Allah knows what's going to happen. And Allah even knows what hasn't happened. If it was to happen, how it would have happened. If you believe that, it should show on your actions. You should be scared what you're doing, how you're carrying yourself. If you really believe that, it should change the way that you think and the way that you act. Just as a benefit, I want to mention here, Al-Imam Abu Qasim Al-Taymi mentioned a story. Good story. He mentions this in his kitab Al-Hujjah fi Bayani Al-Mahajjah. Um, that a man who was a mulhid, who didn't believe in Allah, he said, I can create. He said, I can create. So the man said, okay, create, show us for creating. So he took a piece of meat and he took feces and he stuck them together and he put them inside a pot or somewhere. Inside somewhere. When he put it together, he said, tomorrow come to me. They came tomorrow, and then what was on there? Insects. He said, I created the insects. He said, what? I created the insects that are on this. Huh? So the person was sharp. They said, how many insects are there? You don't know. Okay, which of them are male or female? He doesn't know. Who pro- do you provide for? Can you look after them, their provision of what they eat? He said, no. He said, Wallahi, you're not Allah, you don't know nothing. And he left him. Naam. So Allah knows all of that. He didn't just create you. What did he do? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows everything about you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a unique characteristics of his. يعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور فالخلق عاملون بسابق علمه ونافذون لما خلقهم له من خير وشر لا يملكون لأنفسهم من الطاعة نفعا ولا يجدون إلى صرف المعصية عنها دفعا الشيخ ناعو رحمه الله he goes into the pillars of قدر أهل السنة what did they speak about when in their books of عقيدة five things or any book عقيدة you buy you're going to find or you read from أهل السنة they speak about five things the first thing they talk about is Allah's names and attributes. We read it, we did that. We spoke about it. Allah's names and what? Masailul Asma'i wa Sifat. We spoke about that. The second thing that they talk about is what? Qaba. 
and al-qadr. Qada and al-qadr. We're in that now. Also, the, three, the 13 that they speak about is what? They talk about sahabas, the companions, and the station of the companions. We're going to come to that, inshaAllah ta'ala. The fourth that they speak about is what? Al-masail asma'i wal-ahkam. Iman, kufur. When do you use them? Who's a mu'min? Who's a kafir? They talk about that in Aqidah books. Number five. The fifth thing that they talk about is the masail al-wa'di wal-wa'id. The promises and the warnings that are in the Quran and the Sunnah, which is a mas'ala known as Murtaqib al kabira the person who does major sin, what is his ruling? Those five, as we go on, I'm going to mention to you. The author mentioned this. He mentioned this. The whole book is going to be about those five. Anyone who has those five intact and takes the Quran and the Sunnah as his reference, فَهُوَ مِنْ أَهْلِ sunnah He's from Ahlul Sunnah, wherever he is in the earth. He doesn't have to give allegiance to any shaykh. He doesn't have to sign an application form. He doesn't have to come from a particular land. He doesn't have to dress in a particular way. Are we all together? If he comes with that. So now we're going to go into the issue of what? Qada and Qadr. For your Qada and Qadr to be intact, there are required from you four pillars. Four pillars. These are the pillars of Qadr. Number one, Ilmullah al-Azali. Allah has infinite knowledge. Infinite knowledge. Wasi'a kulla shay'in ilma. Allah encompassed everything with His knowledge. Number one. Number two. Kitabatullahi fil lawhil mahfudi li kulli ma huwa ka'inun ila yawm al-qiyamah. Everything Allah wrote it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything, sorry. Allah wrote every single thing that's going to take place until the day of judgment. It's written. Wa kulla shay'in fa'aluhu fi zubur. Every little and every big mustatar, it's written on its present. Are you with me? Everything is documented. It's written. Are you with me, brothers? What's the ayah? تسقط من ورقة إلا يعلمها ولا حبة في ظلمات الأرض ولا يط ولا رط ولا يابس إلا في كتاب مبين. All of that. The tree, the leaf that falls off it, is written. Naam. Are you with me, brothers? The third one is Mashi'atuhu nafida. Allah's will is going to happen. Whatever Allah wants is going to happen. The Mashi'at that we're talking about here is the Qadari, the universal one. Okay? Al-Sunnah divide the Mashi'at into two. What is it? Qadari and what? Shar'i. Allah wants Tawheed to be high. Allah wants the truth to be up. Allah wants everybody to be a believer. That's not the one we're talking about here. We're talking about the universal one. Are you with me, brothers? The universal one is what? That they're going to be disbelievers and they're going to be believers. There's going to be Jannah and there's going to be Nar. These are all Mashiach. All of that happened because of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Are you with me? Allah says, لِمَنْ شَاءَ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ يَسْتَقِيمُ وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ Number four, Allah created everything, including our actions. The fourth one is, خَلْقُهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ Everything Allah created it. Everything Allah what? Even our actions are created. Okay? If you say that our actions is not created, then you've made how many ilah? Two ilah. An ilah that created the universe and everything, and an ilah that created the actions. Of the slaves, are you with me? 
ولذلك that's why أهل السنة والجماعة believe that the Qadariya the Qadariya are majus of هذه الأمة because the Qadariya how many ilah do they believe? two the ilah of good and ilah of bad صحيح they believe two ilahs نعم وأنفذ في خلقه سابق المقدور go to the next part نافذون لما خلقهم له من خير وشر خلق الخلق بمشيئته عن غير حاجة كانت به وخلق الملائكة جميعا لطاعته وجب لهم على عبادته فمنهم ملائكة بقدرته للعرش حاملون وطائفة منهم حول عرشه يسبحون وآخرون بحمده يقدسون واصطفى منهم رسلا إلى رسله وبعض مدبرون لأمره الله created everything with his will سبحانه وتعالى but he didn't create you because he needs you Allah doesn't need you he doesn't need you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal nas, antumul fuqara'u ila Allah. Wallahu huwa al-ghaniyul hamid. In yasha' yudhibukum, wa ya'ti bi khalqin jadeed. Wa ma thalika ala Allahi bi'aziz. Allah doesn't need you. He didn't create you because he needed you. He didn't. Walidhalika, why would Allah need you? When he has a creation already, okay, who when the day they were created, they were created in prostration. La ya'asuna allaha ma amarahum wa yaf'aluna. Allah has the angels They are prostrating to Allah Since the day that they were created And they never get tired They don't speak Allah said in another ayah They're making dua You need to think Why does Allah doesn't need you and when you pray two rak'ah or you pray Ramadan, taraweeh, you're like, Allahu Akbar. This is me. Allah has a creation who are, from the day they were created till now, they've been worshipping Allah. And guess what? There's a narration that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that when the trumpet is blown, those angels, فَإِذَا نُفِخَةِ and وَقَامَةِ السَّاعَةِ They look at Allah and they say, سُبْحَانَكَ مَا عَبَدْنَاكَ حَقَّ عِبَادَتِكَ Exalted you are Allah. We did not worship you the way you deserve to be worshipped. These were the angels that were created in prostration. Are you with me, brothers? So don't ever think to yourself, Allah needs you, or He wants you, or He, he doesn't, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And wallahi, when you're worshipping Allah, you're saving your own flesh and bones from the hellfire. Just be kind to yourself. Allah doesn't need you. Allah does not. The ayah that I mentioned, Allah can destroy you and bring some other people who are better than you. And that's not something hard on Allah That's not hard When the Muslims don't implement their religion Allah brings people who are going to take Islam Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu Muhammad Rasulullah Revert to Islam Quwa Salaba The religion is not stuck And stands still for you Naam Khalaq al-khalaq bimashiyatihi min an ghayri haja وخلق الملائكة جميعا لطاعته وجب لهم على عبادته. So Allah created the angels to worship Him. لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون. هيه. فمنهم ملائكة بقدرته بقدرته للعرش حاملون. There are angels that are holding Allah's throne سبحانه وتعالى. They're holding it as we said. الذين يحملون العرش ومن حوله يسبحون بحمد ربهم. The angels that are holding the throne. 
and the angels that are around the throne are two different angels. How do we know that? لِأَنَّ الْوَوَّ فِي أَصْلِ اللُّغَةِ تَقْتَضِي الْمُغَيَّرَةِ الَّذِينَ يَحْمِلُونَ الْعَرْشَ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُ That wow benefited us in the Arabic language that they're two, two different entities. Two different. So a group of them are holding it. Some of the narrations mention the distance between those angels that are holding the throne between their earlobe to their shoulder is a, is a distance of 50,000 years. Between their earlobe and their shoulders. How big these angels are. They're holding the throne of Allah Azza wa Jalla. And there are angels that are around Allah's throne subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are exalting him. They are praising him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentioned in the ayah وَتَرَى الْمَلَائِكَةَ حَافِينَ مِنْ حَوْلِ الْعَرْشِ يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ وَآخَرُونَ بِحَمْدِهِ يُقَدِّسُونَ And there are other angels they are exalting Allah day and night. يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ لَا يَفْتُرُونَ اصطفى منهم رسلا إلى رسوله Allah from those angels he chose each one to do a task. And he made one of those angels his job to do what? He made him a messenger. There are two messengers. There are what? There are two messengers. Rasulun Malakiyun. And a Rasulun Bashariyun. A messenger which is an angel. That's Jibreel. His job is to take it from Allah and bring it to Nabi Muhammad. And the second messenger is who? To take it from Jibreel and bring it to who? To us. That's why Allah wa Ta'ala said to the Prophet, Ya ayyuhal Rasulu, Ballig ma unzila ilayka min Rabbi. Convey Muhammad. And he did, alayhi salatu wasalam. And Jibreel conveyed his part. So they're two, what are, what are both of them? They are two messengers. That's why Allah says, Ja'il al malaikati Rusulan. Allah made from the, messi- the, messi- the angels what? Messengers. So the, Jibreel is a messenger and Nabi Muhammad is a what? We know Nabi Muhammad is the best of the creation of the children of Adam. Nabi Muhammad is the best. He said that. Adam I'm the best of the children of Adam. But is he better than Jibreel? Tajuddin huh? al-Subki mentions in his kitab Tabaqat al-Shafi'iyah this is an issue which is unnecessary. There's no fa'idah. Are you with me brothers? And this is a concept that a lot of people generally from the mutaakhirin they like this thing. This person who's better, who's greater, who's more knowledgeable, who's this. The ulama, when you look at some people say this alim is more knowledgeable than this alim and this is... Each scholar has a unique thing. One is good at conveying the message. Another one is good at writing. Another one is good at this. Another one is good at that. Each one you benefit from them something that the other one doesn't have. Your fingers are not the same and they all come from the same palm. Are you with me brothers? Each sheikh you can take something that the other one doesn't have. It's not a deficiency that this one has it and this one doesn't have it. You know why? Because if they all were the same, you wouldn't have benefited the benefit. The reason why you're seeing this is because of the differences that they have in this. So we used to find teachers who were good at explaining this book, but they won't tell you any additional information outside. It's benefit. Another Shaykh Lakin, he brings other references and other things. That's another good one. Take that. The Shaykhs were different. Now. Now. 
ثم ابتلاه بما نهاه عنه منها ثم سلط عليه عدوه فأغواه عليها وجعل أكله لها إلى الأرض سببا فما وجد إلى ترك أكلها سبيلا ولا عنه ولها مذهب مذهبا ثم خلق للجنة من ذريته أهلا فهم بعمالها بمشيئته عاملون وبقدرته بإرادته ينفذون وخلق من ذريته للنار أهلا فخلق لهم أعينا لا يبصرون بها وآذانا لا يسمعون بها وقلوبا لا يفقهون بها فهم بذلك عن الهدى محجوبون وبأعمال أهل النار بسابق قدره يعملون الشيخ يتوكس about Allah created Adam Allah created Adam and he speaks about in a summarized way the story of Nabilahi Adam and Nabilahi Adam was a bashar Allah tabarak wa ta'ala honored and he commanded all of the angels prostrate to Adam all of the angels they what? they prostrated benefit the angels they prostrated all of them all of them does that, does that mean the same? Kulluhum and ajma'in, does it mean the same? All of them prostrated, all of them prostrated. Fasajjad hmm? al-malaika, the angels are prostrated. Kulluhum, all of them. Ajma'ina, all of them. If you say they both mean the same, then that means we can drop a word from the Quran. That's very dangerous. So say that two words came the same meaning, we can drop this one and still the meaning won't change. You're saying the Quran can lose words, I mean... Problematic. Ibn al-Qayyim said no. He said, "Fasajjad al-Malaika, the angels prostrated, kulluhum, all of them, ajma'ina, same time. The ajma'ina benefit, they did it at the same time. They all together, brothers. They prostrated when? All of them prostrated, that's the kulluhum, and the ajma'in shows what? The timing that they did it was the same. Walidalika, the Quran, there's not two words that are exactly the same other scholars Ibn Taymiyyah and others and Nawi in Kitab Tahdib al-Isma'i wal-Lugat they actually reject that there's no synonym in the Arabic language rather no language are you doing brothers? two words can never be exactly the same does the word good and righteous mean the same? and virtuous? they all mean the same? huh? If you look into the English language, you'll find there's some difference. There's a context you can use righteousness, you can't use virtue. So Nabiullah Adam, Allah created him. The Shaykh here, look what he said. Biyadihi, Allah created Adam with what? Allah created Adam with his hand. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many hands does Ahlul Sunnah affirm for Allah? Two. Where do they get it from? Ma mana'aka an tasjuda. Lima khalaqtu biyadayya That ya shows tasniya too That which I created with my two hands Some people from the deviant groups They say the hand here means ability If you say this is ability We were created through Allah's ability What virtue does Adam have over us? Are you with me? To be unique virtue That Adam has we don't have The unique virtue is that Adam was created with two hands We weren't We came through a mother and a father that's the difference. Does that make sense? So Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe that Allah has two hands and they take it from that, from that ayah. And of course the hadith of the Prophet وَأَسْكَنَهُ جَنَّتَهُ And Allah placed Nabi Adam where? Huh? Where did Allah place Adam? 
Did, did the Jannah that Adam go to the same Jannah that we're going to go to the Day of Judgment or are they two different Jannahs? If you say they're two different Jannahs, if you say that they're the same Jannah, then what about the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that he said, Jannah is مَا وَلَا سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِ بشر. Jannah is a place where eyes have never seen, ears have never heard of, and has never come to the heart of any person. Adam is a human. He saw it then. He lived in it. How do you reconcile between that? That's something you guys need to research on, inshallah, okay? Research, find out how to reconcile between that. And when Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, He says, Afkana al-Jannah. The only Jannah that we know is which one? Jannah al-Khult, right? So isn't this Ahdiya? Isn't this the only Jannah that we know? If it was another Jannah, shouldn't Allah say that it is a different Jannah? How do you reconcile between that? Inshallah, look up uh, the kitab Hadi al-Arwah ila bilad al-Afah by Ibn al-Qayyim. Look at the kitab Hadi al-Arwah ila bilad al-Afah ibn al-Qayyim. has a nice research on that. You can look at it. Adam, what happened to him? He disobeyed Allah and what did he do? He came to the earth. Allah created for him the earth already. Because Allah knew Adam was going to do this. He took it in. Who took him out of Jannah? Iblis took, out, out of him of, Iblis took him out of Jannah. He told him two things. And this is one of the shocking things that Iblis actually knew what humans love. He said to him, Shall I tell you the tree of eternity? Humans love to live forever, right? We love the idea of this is permanent, this is forever, we love it. This car is yours forever. People love it. They like the idea forever, eternal, it's yours. The second thing he knew, he believes, he quickly learnt, was, kingdom. People love leadership. If you eat from this tree, you're going to be a leader. And you're going to live forever. He, he, from the minute Adam, Iblis was taken out of Jannah, and the time he came to misguide Adam, he studied human beings already, he learned them. An enemy that bad, that severe, that evil, who's working every day and night just to know you more, study you. How are you ignorant about him, and how are you not protecting yourself from him? To the extent, Iblis, what did he say? Faqasama. He made a covenant. He swore by Allah. Wallahi, I'm a sincere advisor for you. Wallahi, I am. That's what he said to them. I'm here to save you. You need to protect yourself from shaitan. So Adam came to the earth. The difference between Adam and Iblis, both of them, they disobeyed Allah. Then what's the difference between the two? Ibn al-Qaim said these two things. Number one. Jinsul Ma'siyah is different. The, the disobedience they both came with was different. How is it different? Adam didn't stay away from that which he was told to stay away from. He was meant to stay away from something. Are you with me, brothers? And Iblis was what? He went against something he was commanded to do. This is leaving off and this is doing. Are you with me, brothers? These two, which one is worse? It's leaving a command. It's worse. In the Sharia. Are you with me, brothers? Then leaving off. This is important that you understand. Does that make sense? Number 
Two is that Adam straightway came running to Allah. فَتَلَقَى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ Iblis repented. Adam uh, repented. Iblis did he repent? What did he take from it? إِبَاءُ istikbar, Arrogance. Stay away from that brothers. When you do a mistake, don't be arrogant. Be humble yourself and say, I'm wrong. If you do, Ibn al-Qayyim said, after you did a sin, if you become stubborn, فَإِنَّ فِيكَ خِصْلَةٌ مِنْ خَصَلَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ said Ibn al-Qayyim. In you is a trait from the traits of shaitan. If you just did a mistake, why you can't humble yourself? Why can't you? Humble yourself. You did a mistake. It's not a problem to say, I did a mistake. Your father Adam said, I did a mistake. It's not a problem. Allah will raise you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you repent from your mistake. This is the story that the Shaykh rahimahullah mentioned. Naam. And because of the mistake that Adam did, he was taken to what? He was taken to the earth. Naam. فما وجد إلى ترك أكلها سبيلا ولا عنه لها مذهبا. نبي الله آدم. He could. He never left off. I mean, there was no way for him to leave it off because it was written for him. It was a qadr. He will always have eaten from that tree, whether he liked it or not. Naam. And there was no other way about it because Allah wrote it Subhanahu wa Taala. ولذلك there's a hadith that Musa and Adam met each other. They spoke to each other. Musa said to Adam, Ya, Ya Adam, Anta Abuna, you are our father. Khayyabtana, you destroyed us. So you let us down. Wa min al-jannah. You were the cause of us leaving Jannah. Today, all of us would have been in Jannah. All of this hardship and struggle that we're going through is because of you, Adam. Qala lahu, pay attention. Musa's, Adam's discussion is a very strong discussion. Who, what is he holding him account for? His sin or the leaving of Jannah? The leaving of Jannah. He can't hold him for the sin because he repented. Don't ever hold a person for a sin that they repented from. He repented. He said, I didn't do this. I uh, ask Allah for forgiveness. Whatever the ishtiqaqat of the word. And you're still saying, Aren't you the one who did this? May Allah guide you, you're the one who did this. Weren't you the one who did this? Don't say that the person has repented. The, pro- the scholars differ on the authenticity of this, but the one who repents is like he's never done that sin in his entire life. He didn't do it. Allah cleans it for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But look what Adam held him account for. He held him account for the concept of leaving Jannah. He said, we were leaving, but we left Jannah. Nabi Adam responded and he said to him, Ya Musa, Musa, and look at the manner that they spoke to each other. Musa, Adam, when he said that, when, when, when Musa said what he said to Adam, Adam responded by saying, Ya Musa, O Musa, istafaak Allah, Allah chose you. Bikalamihi, with his word. The angels, the prophets are respectful. Even in their discussion and their dialogue, no bad words, no foul language at each other. Walidharik, one of the alama of the munafiq is, Ida khasama, fajar. When he argues with you, he becomes vulgar, comes out with bad words and everything. In Allah, Ya Musa, astafaak Allah, Allah chose you with his word. And he wrote for you in his, on his hand. Atalumuni, are you going to hold me account? Allah destined for me, which is to leave Jannah, not the sin. Don't use the sin, qadr for your sin. I'm not talking about the sin. Many people are like, but this sin, it wasn't my fault, Allah wrote it, wrote it for me. 
The qadr that they're talking about is the leaving of Jannah, not the, not the sin. Okay? Allah writes for me that I'm going to leave Jannah. Before He created me, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look what Nabi Muhammad said. Fahajja Adamu Musa. Fahajja Adamu Musa. Musa won the debate. Adam won the debate. Adam won the debate. Who won the debate, both of them? Adam won. Because Adam mentioned the qadr of something that's going to happen. Are you with me, brothers? Allah created for the people of Jannah what? People. There are people made for Jannah. And then Allah made for Nar for what? A people for the hellfire. This is based on the hadith. Inna Allah khalaqa Adam. Thumma akhadha al-khalqa. Allah created Adam. And from the back of Adam, Allah took out the creation. And look what Allah said. Allah said, Ha'ulai fil jannati wa la ubali. These are in Jannah. These are going to be in Jannah. وَهَأُولَاءِ فِي النَّارِ And all of these are going to be in the hellfire. فَقَالَ قَائِلٌ أَمَانَ Then said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger Allah, مَاذَا نَعْمَلْ Why are we doing what we're doing then? Why are we working hard for them? If it was already written, that I'm going to be in the hellfire, why are we working? Why are we coming with actions? The Messenger then said, عَلَى مَوَاقِعِ الْقَدَرِ To go in accordance with the Qadr. This concept of Qadr, those who say, but if it was written for me to go into the hellfire, then what am I doing? What can I do? I'll see what happens to me. That same person, 9 o'clock in the morning, he goes and he drives in when he goes to work. Huh? Why are you working for? The, see if the risk comes to you. See if the risk comes to you. If I took a thousand dirham from him and I put it in my pocket and I said, Qadr, Qadr, was written. Something Allah wrote way before I came into existence. What would he say? He said, give me back my money. Sahih. No one uses the qadr in that. But to go against Allah's command and his religion, people go, we mention it. Now. فَهُمْ بِعَمَالِهَا بِمَشِيَتِهِ عَامِلُونَ وَبِقُدْرَتِهِ وَبِإِرَادَتِهِ يَنْفُذُونَ وَخَلَقَ مِنْ ذُرِّيَتِهِ لِلنَّارِ أَهْلَا فَخَلَقَ لَهُمْ أَعْيُنًا لَا يُبْصِرُونَ بِهَا وَآذَانًا لَا يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا وَقُلُوبًا لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا This means, he got it from the ayah, وَلَقَدْ ذَرَأْنَا لِجَهَنَّمَا كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ لهم قلوب لا يفقهون بها ولهم أعين لا يبصرون بها ولهم آذان لا يسمعون بها أولئك كالأنعام أولئك كالأنعام بل هم أضل أولئك هم الغافلون فهم بذلك عن الهدى محجوبون هي هي فلما زاغوا أزاغ الله قلوبهم وبأعمال أهل النار بسابق قدر قدره يعملون والإيمان قول وعمل وهما سيان ونظامان قطرينان لا نفرق بينهما لا, لا إيمان إلا بعمل ولا عمل إلا بإيمان والمؤمنون في الإيمان يتفاضلون وبصالح الأعمال هم متزايدون ولا يخرجون بالذنوب من الإيمان ولا يكفرون بكركوب كبيرة ولا عصيان ولا نوجب لمحسنهم الجنان بعد من أوجب له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا نشهد على مسيئهم بالنار هي هي goes into the concept of مسائل الأسماء والأحكام one of the five remember I mentioned names and what what is إيمان to أهل السنة that we're going to go into the definition of إيمان what does it mean Iman is five noon. Five noon. Do you know what noon is? Letter noon. The letter noon. Five noon. Qawlun bil lisan. Wa amalun bil arkan. Wa tasdiqun bil jinan. 
يزيد بطاعة الرحمن وينقص بطاعة الشيطان. Five moons, right? The first one is Iman is what? Qawlun bil lisan. Speech on the tongue. Qawlun bil lisan. Wa'amalun bil arkan. Wa'amalun bil arkan. Yazid. Wa tasdiqun bil jinan. Wa tasdiqun bil jinan. Yazid bita'ati rahman. وَيَنْقُصُ بِطَاعَةِ الشَّيْطَانِ أهل السنة بالإيبات Five moon Who finishes with what? With noon What is أهل السنة بالإيب? Summary أهل السنة بالإيب When it comes to إيمان It's قول and it's what? عمل This is إجماع Many scholars transmitted that إجماع الإمام الشافعي transmitted it إيمان is قول وعمل قول is two types قول باللسان وقول قول القلب The عمل is two types Amalul Jawarih and Amalul Qalb. But we're together, brothers. Each one, two comes out of it. The Qawl is how many? Two. Qawlul Lisan wa Qawlul wa Qawlul Qalb. The Amal is how many? Two. Amalul Qalb and Amalul Jawarih. What does, go back to Qawl again. Qawl is how many? Two. What's the first one? Qawlul lisan Which is Nutqu bi shahadatayn Say shahadat Allah ilaha illallah Wa ashadu anna Muhammad That's qawlul lisan Qawlul qalbi means what? At-tasdiq To believe in it That's qawlul qalb What you're saying You believe it in your heart That's qawlul qalb Amal is two Amalul qalbi The amal of the heart Which is al-khawf Wal-raqba Wal-rahba Wal-inaba Wal-khushu' All of them And amalul Amalul Jawarih Salah, Zakah, Sawm, Hajj All of these are Amalul Jawarih Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah believe This is Iman Also Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah believe Iman is three branches It's two pillars and how many branches? How many pillars is it? Qawl and Amal Qawl and Amal are pillars And how many branches? Three branches What are the three branches? They believe it's asal. Are you with me? Aslul iman, kamaluhul wajib, kamaluhul mustahab. What does that mean by that? Asal means iman has things which are fundamental. If they go, your iman goes with it. Like the human being, what does it have? Heart. Somebody stabs you in the heart, what's going to happen to you? You're going to collapse and die. That's okay. That is what? That's an asal. That's a fundamental part of the human body. That's, Iman has asal. From the asal is what? Nutq bishahadatayn. From the asal is what? Tisdiq, believing in your heart. From the asal is what? Praying the salah. Duhur, asal. These are, you can't leave. Okay, good, good. Second one is kamaluhul wajib. Kamaluhul wajib means what? If you leave it, you're not a disbeliever and your iman doesn't nullify, but it reduces your iman until it makes it crippled. It cripples your iman. An example of the human body is if you lose a limb, if somebody cuts off your hand, are you going to die? But is it necessary for, to, for, for you to have your hand? Ha, it's necessary. The iman has things like that. From them are shyness. 
Are you with me, brothers? Shyness, yeah. Shyness is wajib. But if you don't come with shyness, are you a disbeliever? No. Are you with me, brothers? It doesn't take away your religion. That's a wajib. The third one is Kamaluhul Mustahab. According to the human body, again, it's like losing your hair. If you lost your hair, you just lost beauty, but it was the, it was the cherry on the cake. You know, you probably can't get married quickly. But, inshallah. You know, many fishes in the sea. Sahabas. Are you with me, brothers? So the hair is Kamaluhu. Kamaluhu al Mustahab. It's recommended. It's not, oh, you can wear a hat every day if you want. Sleep with a hat. Those are the three branches of Iman. For example, what is the example of Iman in this issue? Taking filth from the earth. You're just you're walking on the road and you see a broken bottle, glass. It can cause harm to other Muslims. To move it from the path and place, put it somewhere safe. If you don't do that, that's istihbab. You left something highly recommended. All three of them are in one hadith. The three that I just mentioned. Aslul Iman, Kamaluhul Wajib, Kamaluhul Mustahab, all in one hadith. Which, which hadith? The hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Al-Iman, Bid'un, Sab'un, Shu'ba, A'laha, Qawlu, La ilaha illallah, Wa annaha, Imatatul, Ada, Anil, Tariq, Wal, Hayau, Shu'batun, Min Iman. Three of them the Prophet mentioned it. La ilaha illallah is a what? It's a fundamental part of the religion. Are you with me? Taking, uh, what do you call it? Shyness. The hadith mentioned it. What shyness? Kamaluhu? Kamaluhul Wajib. What about taking filth from the earth? Kamaluhu al-mustahab. Wa'imatatul ada anil tariq. Those three are all found in that hadith. Are you with me, brothers? And many scholars mention this. And Imam Muhammad Nasr al-Marwazi mentions this in his kitab, Ta'adim al-Qadir al-Salah. Ibn Manda mentions this in his kitab, Kitab al-Iman. Shaykh al-Islam Taymi mentions it in his kitab, Mudmul al-Itaqad al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Abu Qasim Hibatullah al-Alaka'iyu mentions it in his usul al-Itaqad al-Sunnah. Abu Qasim al-Taymi mentions it in his kitab al-Hujjah fi bayan al-Mahajjah. All of those books, they mention it. So Ahlul Sunnah believe the Iman to be this. Anyone who says that the actions are not part of the Iman are of the belief of the Mujia. Actions are part of the Iman that you cannot leave. You have to come with it. Are you with me, brothers? You cannot take out of the Iman. Are we all together? Anyone who says that the whole, the whole Iman, all of the Qawl and all of the Amal are all as Asal, he's come with the Qawl of the Khawarij. Are we all together? Anyone who says all of the Qawl and all of the and the, all of the Amal, all of them are from Usul, uh, then they become Khawarij because they're going to have to make takfir of people for not taking the glass of the earth. They make it all Asal, right? Does that make sense? That's the belief of the Khawarij and that's the belief of the Murji'ah who went against Ahlul Sunnah. Ahlul Sunnah believe, believe that within the Qawl and within the Amal there are Asal, there are Kamalul Wajib and there are what? Kamalul Mustahab. Based on that, since the Iman is of levels, can we promise a person that is going to be from the inhabitants of Jannah? Ahl-Sunnah don't believe that. We don't believe everybody is going to enter Jannah. We cannot say, Fulan is min Ahl-Jannah. We can't. Because Allah says, 
ثم أورثنا الكتاب ثم أورثنا الكتاب الذين اصطفينا من عبادنا فمنهم ظالم لنفسه ومنهم مقتصد ومنهم سابق في الخيرات بإذن الله. The people have levels. So عقيدة أهل السنة is we cannot reassure anybody Jannah except the ones who the Quran and the Sunnah mention that they are from Ahlul Jannah. Are you with me, brothers? هذا من عقيدتنا. The author mentions that. Also, we don't make takfir on a person because he done a major sin. Even if he does it for the rest of his life. Somebody's drinking khamar every single day. 45 years he is drinking and drinking and drinking and he dies with khamar in his hand. Ahlul Sunnah don't make takfir of him. Even that though, it can look like he's making a halal for himself. Because he's not shy. He's coming out in front of the people. He's drinking it. He's going back home. He's drinking it. Even the day he died, he was drinking it. Ahlul Sunnah don't do takfir of him. Are you with me, brothers? The continuation of this sin and the consistency of this sin doesn't make it kufr of him. Even though it can give the impression that he sees the khamar to be halal. It does give that impression. We cannot necessitate on that person. In an israru al-ma'asiyah, continuation on a sin does not make you a disbeliever. Okay? Even if it's a major sin. Even if it's a major sin. Ahlul Sunnah also believe that a person who entered the hellfire and he comes with aslul iman, he will be taken to Jannah. That's our belief. If you come with the asl of iman, are you with me, brothers? Even if you enter the hellfire for a period of time, finally what's going to happen? You'll be taken to Jannah. Now he goes into a mas'ala which is the Quran. Whose speech is it? Allah Al-Quran It's not created. Because Allah said in the Quran, وَإِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ اسْتَجَارَكَ فَأَجِرْهُ حَتَّى يَسْمَعَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ أَبْلِغْهُ مَأْمَنَهُ Also Allah said in another ayah, أَلَا لَهُ الْخَلْقُ وَالْأَمْرُ Allah distinguished between two things. Isn't it not for Allah creating and commanding? The Quran is a what? It's a command. But the creating was mentioned right next to it. I mean, they're two different things. أَلَا لَهُ الْخَلْقُ Allah is he not the creator? And is he not the one who commands? The Quran is a command, it's not created. Because Allah distinguishes between the two. Are you with me, brothers? And Imam Ahmad used this as evidence that the Quran is not created. And that it's the speech of Allah Azza wa Jalla. The Quran is not created. It came from Allah. وكلمات الله وقدرات الله ونعته وصفاته كاملات غير مخلوقات دائمات أزليات وليست بمحدثات فتبيد ولا كان ربنا ناقصا فيزيد جلت صفاته عن شبه, عن شبه صفات المخلوقين وقصرت عنه فطن الواصفين قريب بالإجابة عند السؤال بعيد بالتعزز, بالتعزز لا ينال عال على عرشه بائن من خلقه موجود وليس بمعدوم ولا بمفقود He mentions that Allah's characteristics how can they be created? The speech is a what? Is a characteristic from what? Speech is a characteristic from the characteristics of Allah Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe none of Allah's characteristics are created. 
None of his characteristics are created. Also, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe Allah's characteristics, Allah's speech is a what? It's a sifa dhatiya from one angle and it's a sifa fi'liya from another angle. That's another discussion. We'll leave that for Aqeedah to Wasatiyah, which we're going to do, inshallah ta'ala. We're going to leave that for what? Aqeedah to Wasatiyah, in which we'll speak about it in more details, inshallah ta'ala. The speech of Allah, ta'ala, the Quran is a complete speech of Allah. Sahih. And no falsehood can come to it. لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد. Yeah? تنزيل من حكيم حميد. No falsehood comes to the Quran from nowhere. Allah says in another ayah, ولو كان Allah says ولو كان من عند غير الله لا وجدوا فيه اختلافا كثيرا. أفلا يتدبرون القرآن ولو كان من عند غير الله لا وجدوا فيه اختلافا كثيرا. The Quran is from Allah. It can't contradict. It can't contradict in any way, shape, or Form And the Quran Yes it has verses Which are ambiguous are Unclear And it has verses Which are Clear But the verses Which are ambiguous And that are not clear Are verses Which the scholars And the people of knowledge Know As Allah said Huwa alladhi anzal alayka Al-kitab minu ayatun Muhkamatun Hunna umu al-kitab Wa ukharu mutashabihat Fa'amma alladhina Fi qulubihim zaygun Fayattabi'una Ma tashabaha Minu bitigaa Al-fitnati Wa bitigaa Ta'wili وما يعلم تأويله إلا الله والراسخون في العلم يقولون آمنا كل آمنا به كل من عند ربنا وما يذكر إلا أولو الألباب. أزيبن عبد الله الحاج الشقيطي يسأل وما استأثر علم الخالق فدا تشابه وما استأثر علم الخالق فدا تشابه عليه أطلقي. The Quran does have verses which are ambiguous, verses verses which are unclear. لكن what do you do? You take those verses which are what ambiguous and you take it back to where? The verses which are clear. Nam. Well, Halkumayituna be ajalim in the Nafadi, Arozakim, Munkitari, Atharim, Thumahumbada, Dog, Thumahumbada, Dogtatifilkuburi, Musalun, في يوم كان مقداره خمسين ألف سنة لو كان غير الله عز وجل الحاكم بين خلقه لكنه, لكنه الله يل الحكم بينهم بعدله بمقدار القائلة في الدنيا وهو أسرع الحاسبين كما بدأه لهم من شقاوة وسعادة يومئذ يعودون فريق في الجنة وفريق في السعير الشيخ رحمه الله now talks about that every single person is going to die Al-Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they believe that, that everybody is going to die. Allah says, Kullu nafsi da'iqatul mawt, wa inna ma tuwafawna ujurakum yawm al-qiyamah, faman zuhziha anil nari wa udkhila al-jannata faqad faaz, wa mal hayatul dunya illa mata'ul ghurur. In another ayah, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, he says to the Prophet, wa ma ja'alna li bashari min qablika al-khulda af'in mitta' fahum al-khalidun. Allah also says, in another ayah, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, he says, every ummah, وَلِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ فَإِذَا جَاءَ جَلُهُمْ فَلَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ وَلِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ Every nation has an appointed time. When that time comes, there is no delaying and there is no coming forward. Everyone is going to die. And when we all die, Allah is going to bring us back subhanahu wa ta'ala and give life to us. And Allah is not hard for him to give us life again. It is not hard for him subhanahu wa ta'ala. زَعَمَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَن لَن يُبْعَثُوا قُلْ بَلَى وَرَبِّي لَتُبْعَثُنَّ ثُمَّ لَتُنَبَّؤُنَّ بِمَا عَمِلْتُمْ وَذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ سِيرٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ 
قال من يحيي العظام وهي رميم قل يحييها الذي أنشأها أول مرة وهو بكل خلق عليم الذي جعل لكم من الشجر الأخضر نارا فإذا أنتم منه توقدون The way he created you at the beginning is going to create you again When we go into our grave the author rahimahullah mentioned that the grave is going to hug This is for everybody No one is going to be saved from it The Prophet said لو نجا أحد If anybody would have been saved from the hugging of the grave من ضمة القبر لنجا سعد بن معاد سعد بن معاد would have been saved from it No one Everyone's going to go through that And then there's going to come two angels What are they? One is called Munkar And the other one is called what? Nakir The Prophet said in the hadith إِذَا قُبِرَ الْمَيِّتُ When the dead body is placed in the grave أَتَاهُ مَلَكَانِ أَسْوَدَانِ أَزْرَقَانِ Two angels with blue eyes Come يُقَالُ لِأَحَدِهِمَا One is called Munkar and the other one is called what? And then they're going to ask him questions They're going to interrogate him And they're going to ask him The types of adab in the qabr is two types The adab al qabr is how many types? Two types The first one is adab daimun mustamirun It's adab which is continuous It won't stop It'll go on forever And those are who? The kuffar Allah says An-naru yu'radun alayhim The adab and the nar will be presented for them An-naru yu'radun alayha guduwan in the morning and in the evening They're going to be punished That's the disbelievers As for the believers is the second one Which is Adab which is disconnected All based upon what? When will it stop? It will stop when house, However big or little your sin was Famous hadith is what? إِنَّهُمَا لَيُعَذَّبَانِ وَمَا يُعَذَّبَانِ فِي كَبِيرٍ the two men that the Prophet went by their graves and he said, Both of these people are being punished. This one, Fakana Yamshi Bain and Nasi bin Namima. He was a tail bearer. He'll say, You know, we're supposed to say this. The other one, Kana Layastatiru Minal Bowl. He wouldn't protect the urine from himself. Being a person who spreads mischief and takes stories from this person and tells this person about it, Adab al Qabri. Remember, Adab al Qabri will come from this. Making two people fight. Telling this person said it's about you, whispering all day about the people. Adab al Qabri will come from that. And also the second the second one is um, the person who doesn't protect urine from himself. Who doesn't protect urine from himself. <coughs> then the author Shay mentions Manshurun after the earth swallows you and the earth eats you, you're gonna be resurrected. Allah says, Thumma amata fa'akbara. Thumma ida sha'a and shara. Everybody will be good. And we will come where? To the day of judgment. Everybody will be brought back to Allah. Accountability, questioning. Naam. And the way that we're going to come is three characteristics. The people that are going to come that day, they have three characteristics, all of them in common. Hufatan, Uratan. We are all naked, wearing no clothes. We are all shoeless, no shoes. And the third one is غُرْلًا We're not circumcised. Circumcision is gone. Anyone who's circumcised won't be circumcised that day. Allah says كَمَا خَلَقْنَا أَوَّلَ مُخَلْقَ كَمَا بَدَأْنَا أَوَّلَ خَلْقٍ نُعِيدُ وَعْدًا عَلَيْنَا إِنَّا كُنَّا فَعِينِينَ The way that we created you in the beginning, even the body, wherever there were scars, the scars would go. It's going to come back to your original form. كَمَا بَدَأْنَا أَوَّلَ خَلْقٍ نُعِيدُ we will bring you back to the original form 
Allah says, Wa'adan, promise. I promise you that. Inna kunna fa'ilina. We, we are once to do this. It scares a believer now. Really scares a believer, knowing that that's going to happen. And we're going to come with those three characteristics. Aisha said, Ya Rasulullah, men, women, naked, how are they going to walk with each other? And then the Prophet said, Ya Aisha, Al-Amru Akbaru Min Dharik. For people to look at each other, <laughs> the issue is bigger than that. No one, everybody's issue is on his neck. He can't look forward, except forward. And everybody will be asked, فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَسْأَلَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ You're all going to be asked what you did. Every single one of us, we're going to be interrogated what we used to do. And the type in which we will be asked about our actions is two types, Ahlul Sunnah believe. The first one is Al-Ard, presentation. Your sins will be presented to you. Did you do this? Did you not do this? Did you not say this? That's what the first type. That one is good. Once Allah shows you your sins, it will be closed. And Allah Taala said, when you were in the earth, did I hide this for you? The person said, oh Allah, yes, you hid it for me. Today I'm going to hide it for you. The second one is called Al-Munaqasha. You're going to be interrogated. Okay, why did you do this? The Prophet ﷺ said, Manuqisha Rudib. If you get interrogated by Allah that day, you're punished. Why? Because that day you do not have a lawyer. Laysa baynahu wa Allahi turjuman. Between you and Allah, there is no lawyer. You can solicit you can give money and escape the trial and the tribute. Interrogation. He knows everything about you. Even before he asks you. That day is a very scary day, brothers. Very, very scary day. May Allah protect us. May Allah protect us that day and make us from the people of Jannah. وَأَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ يَوْمَئِذٍ فِي الْجَنَّةِ The Shaykh said, بِحَضْرَةِ الْمَوَازِينَ All of this, there's a scaling. There's a scale machine, right there. Ahlul Sunnah believe three things are scaled. Ahlul Sunnah believe how many things are scaled? Three things. A person is scaled. You're going to be taken and put on scale. The Prophet told us in the hadith, يُؤْتَى بِالرَّجُلِ السَّمِينِ الْبَدِينِ A big chubby man will be taken and he will be put on the scale. فَلَا يَزِنُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ جَنَاحَ And he's not even the weight of a mosquito. Big man who's eating, he's going to the gym, he's going to be put on the scale and he's not even as big and as heavy as the what? Mosquito. Second one is the scrolls, the sahaif in which the sins were written on or the righteous deeds were written on, they're going to be put on it. And you all know the famous hadith, hadith al-bitaqa, right? The hadith of the card. Where La ilaha illallah is written on it. فَيُؤْتَى بِتِسْعَةٍ وَتِسْعِينَ سِجِلَّةٍ Each sijilla, مَدَّ الْبَصَرِ How far your eyes can see. And then what will happen? La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah will, will, will go high. La ilaha is big and it's strong. And the third one is your righteous deeds. وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُظْلَمُ نَفْسٍ شَيْئًا وَإِن كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِلِينَ even a mustard seed of good that you did, a mustard seed of evil, everything will be brought that day. Allahumma thabbitna, ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma thabbitna. Everybody will be shown what they did. وَوُضِعَ الْكِتَابُ فَتَرَى الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُشْفِقِينَ مِمَّا فِيهِ وَيَقُولُونَ يَا وَيْلَتَنَا مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابُ لَا يُغَادِرُ الصَّغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا Everything will be written. You did. Things you even forgot. Was that really written? 
And here we are, Allah, just saying everything we want, doing as we wish, acting in whatever way we want. Ya ikhwa, Salaf, they used to say, وَكَيْفَ تَنَامُ الْعَيْنُ وَهِيَ قَرِيرَةٌ وَلَمْ تَدْرِي فِي أَيِّ الْمَحَلَّيْنِ يَنْزِلُ How could you go to sleep and enjoy your sleep and you don't even know where your, your final abode is going to be? Is it Jannah or not? You don't know. You're unaware of it. Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah, he said, if one of my legs was placed in Jannah and the other one was still outside, I'll still be worried. One leg is in Jannah, the other one hasn't yet come in, I'm still worried. I'm still scared. I have to be very scared, wallahi, ikhwani. Allah says, Ahsahu Allah wa nasuh. Allah said, every one of it, we've counted it. يَوْمَ يَبْعَثُهُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا Every one of them will be resurrected that day. فَيُنَبِّئُهُمْ بِمَا عَمِلُوا They will be told about everything which they did. أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ Everything to Allah is counted. وَنَسُوهُ They forgot it like him. They what? وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ شَهِيدٌ The believers, when it comes to the day of judgment, how long are we going to stand for? أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ believe, as Abdullah ibn Abbas mentioned, Bukhari brings it in his Sahih in the narration of Ali ibn Abi Talha that Abdullah ibn Abbas said, هذا يوم القيامة جعله الله على الكافرين مقدار خمسين ألف سنة. The disbelievers are going to stand for how many years? Fifty thousand years. لكن for the believers, how long is it going to feel? It's going to feel like يوم القيامة كقدر ما بين الظهر والعصر. Between ظهر and عصر. The believers won't feel it. نعم. لو كان غير الله الحاكم بين خلقه لكنه وأهل الجنة وأهل الجنة يومئذ في الجنة يتنعمون وبصنوف اللذات يتلذذون بأفضل الكرامة يحبرون فهم حينئذ إلى ربهم ينظرون لا يمارون في النظر إليه ولا ولا يشكون ولا يشكون ولا يشكون ولا يشكون ولا يشكون 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 they're not going to have doubts. The Shaykh Rahimullah now goes into the blessings that the people of Iman are going to receive. Ahlul Iman, how they're going to enjoy themselves. There are ayat in the Quran, Allah mentioned them, I'm going to read them and try to look for the tafsir of those verses. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, He says, يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِصِحَافٍ مِّن ذَهَبٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ وَفِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ الْأَنفُسُ وَتَلَذُّ الْأَعْيُنُ وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ In another ayah Allah says وَجَزَاهُمْ بِمَا صَبَرُوا جَنَّةً وَحَرِيرًا Because of their patience, the believers, and the good that they came with, Allah is going to reward them with jannah and silk. مُتَّكِئِينَ فِيهَا عَلَى الْأَرَائِكِ لَا يَرَوْنَ فِيهَا شَمْسًا وَلَا زَمْهَرِيرًا They're going to be lying down there, enjoying themselves. The sun is not going to come out on them. The zamharira, the heat, and nothing's burning them, enjoying Jannah. 
وَدَانِيَةً عَلَيْهِمْ ظِلَالُهَا وَظُلِّلَتْ قُطُوفُهَا تَظْلِيلًا وَيُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِآنِيَةٍ مِنْ فِضَّةٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ كَانَتْ قَوَارِيرًا قَوَارِيرَ مِنْ فِضَّةٍ قَدَّرُوهَا تَقْدِيرًا وَيُسْقَوْنَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا كَانَ مِزَاجُهَا زَنْجَبِيلًا عينا فيا تسمى سلسبيلا ويطوف عليهم ولدان مخلدون ويطوف عليهم ولدان مخلدون إذا رأيتهم حسبتهم لؤلؤا منثورا وإذا رأيت ثم رأيت نعيما وملكا كبيرا عاليهم ثياب سندس خضر واستبرق وحلوا اساور من فضه وسقاهم ربهم شرابا طهورا ان هذا كان لكم جزاء وكان سعيكم وكان سعيكم مشكورا of the righteous people and the way that Allah Azza wa Jalla is going to reward them. May Allah make us from those people. May Allah make us from those people. Um, if, we, if you read those ayat, you will understand the fada'il and the virtue for the people of Jannah. The leader, the Muslim leader, how do we deal with him? He's an oppressive leader, for example. He's killing his people, he's taking their money, he's robbing them. What should we do? What is the belief of Ahlul Sunnah regarding that? Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe we do not go against him. amri, the one who's in charge, we don't go against him. Whether he's righteous or whether he's oppressive. Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they believe we don't go against him. Rather, look what the Sheikh said. Allahu Akbar. We need to repent to Allah. We need to repent to Allah. The leader is oppressing us. He's wronging us. He's lashing us. He's taking our money. The Sheikh said, You repent to Allah. Why? Because Allah said in the Quran, Because of your fisk and your wrongdoing, this leader came in powerful because of over you. The leader is a reflection of your wrongdoing. The Salaf, they used to say, كَمَا تَكُونُوا يُوَلَّ عَلَيْكُمْ The way that you are is what the leader is going to be. The leader is your action manifesting in front of you. That's, you, you you're, what you're looking at is your actions in front of you. Because Allah does not place over righteous people an oppressive wrongdoer. وَلِذَلِكَ When they came to Anas ibn Malik and they told him about Hajjaj. Do you know how many people Hajjaj killed? Hajjab said it was said to kill 140 something thousand people he killed. He swore, he, he, he drank blood. And he even killed a companion. And he hung that companion in the Kaaba. Can somebody reach that far of oppression and wrongdoing? When they told Anas ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu Hajjaj's wrongdoing, what did he say? He said to him, Isbiru, be patient. Because I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, 
There will not come a time except the one after it's going to be worse. Just be patient. Just be patient with his oppression and his wrongdoing. The Salaf, they, they used to speak against the people who go against the leader. The way to go against the leader is in what way, what way brothers? It's not just going physically against the leader. Ahl-Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe even speaking about the ruler on social media is also going against the leader. How? Who was the first person to go against? Who was the leader of the Khawarij? Abdurrahman ibn Sorry, uh, what's his name? Dukhwaisara didn't go against the Prophet except through what? Speech. He said, be fair. So the first Khariji, the father of the Khawarij, went against the Prophet in what way? By saying what? Be just. Writing on social media, the leader needs to be just is a form of khuruj. Ibn Uthaymin mentioned that in his kitab called Al-Qawa'id al-Mutla. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin mentions that in his kitab Al-Qawa'id al-Mutla. So you don't go against the leader. Well, the companions, when the Prophet told them, there's going to come leaders. Look how much he, de- he defined the leaders. He said, The leaders that are going to come are going to have the heart of wolves in the form of a human being. The Sahabas, they said, Ya Rasul, what should we do? Imagine being told that the, the person who's going to be in charge of you guys, there's going to come a time, he's going to be a wolf, but he looks like a human being. Wolf here means he doesn't care about no one. He'll rob everybody, take everything, kill, massacre. The Sahaba said, Shouldn't we take our swords and strike this man? That the Prophet said, As long as he prays. Meaning, as long as he's a Muslim, leave him. As long as he says, I'm a Muslim, I'm a believer, he's upon Islam, just leave him. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, what did he say? Isbiru, be patient. فَإِنَّ جَوْرَ إِمَامٍ خَمْسِينَ عَامًا خَيْرٌ مِنْ حَرَجٍ شَحْرٍ 50 years of an oppressive leader who's taken money beating is better than one year with no leader. So what we have to realize is we need to repent to Allah Azza wa Jalla. If people like that become our leaders, we need to repent to Allah because Allah said in the ayah وَكَذَلِكَ and like that نُوَلِّي بَعْضَ الظَّالِمِينَ بَعْضًا Allah says we we take an oppressive people and we place, we place on top of them a what? Oppressive person. Are we all together, brothers? No. When you look at a kalam, I'm going to read on you. Never historically has it been proven anyone who went against the leader and they brought about good. It's never been seen. I dare anyone to bring me. A leader that was... The people protested. They went up and they tried to take that leader down and they brought about good. Never has it happened. Sheikh Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said, Rahimahullah ta'ala, وَلَعَلَّهُ لَا يَكَادُ يُعْرَفُ طَائِفَةٌ خَرَجَتْ عَلَى ذِيزِ سُلْطَانٍ إِلَّا وَكَانَ فِي خُرُوجِهَا مِنَ الْفَسَادِ مَا هُوَ أَعْضَمٍ مِنَ الْفَسَادِ الَّذِي أَزَالَتُهُ Historically, Ibn Taymiyyah, he followed it up. And he said, has never come. A people went against the leader, dropped him, and they brought about better. All the time they brought what was worse. And more problem came from it. This is the belief of what? Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Look what Imam Ibn Abi al-Izz al-Hanafi said in the Sharh of Aqid al-Tahawiyah. He said, وَأَمَّا لُزُومُ طَاعَاتِهِمْ وَإِنْجَارُوا فَلِأَنَّهُ يَتَبَتَّبُ عَلَى الْخُرُوجِ مِنْ طَاعَاتِهِمْ مِنَ الْمَفَاسِدِ أَضْعَفَ مَا يَحْصُلُ مِنْ جَوْرِهِمْ بَلْ فِي الصَّبْرِ عَلَى جَوْرِهِمْ تَكْفِرُ سَيِّئَاتِ وَمُضَاعَفَةِ الْأُجُورِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى مَا سَلَّطَهُمْ عَلَيْنَا إِلَى لِفَسَادِ أَعْمَالِنَا The reason why they are upon us is what? Because of the corruption of our actions. 
من جنس العمل فعلينا الاجتهاد في الاستغفار والتوبة وإصلاح العمل فإذا أراد الرعية أن يتخلصوا من ظلم الأمير الظالم فليتركوا الظلم If the people want the oppressive leader to go then they should, they should leave the oppression themselves uh, You're saying, oh Allah, this leader is causing us a lot of problems That's what you're saying But you're oppressing your wife You're oppressing your children You're oppressing the company that you're working for You're oppressing the employees who are working under you Sahih Leave the oppression And inshallah Allah will bring about good for you inshallah ta'ala. So Ahlul Sunnah do not believe To go against the leader Naam والامساك عن تكفير أهل القبلة والبراءة منهم فيما أحدثوه ما لم يبتدعوا ضلالا فمن ابتدع منهم ضلالا كان على أهل القبلة خارجا ومن الدين فارقا ويتقرب إلى الله عز وجل بالبراءة منه ويهجر ويحتقر وتجتنب غدته فهي أعدى من غدة الجرب الشيخ رحمه الله هي منشنت دون تكفير of the Muslims the Prophet he said من قال لي أخيه يا كافر anyone who says to his Muslim brother كافر فإن لم يكن أخيه بما قال if your brother is not what you said about him إلا حار عليه except he will come back to you be careful this word that you just that came out of your mouth is going to go somewhere it's either going to go to the person you said and you were right or it will come back to who another narration says the word will go up to the sky فيتعلق بعرش الرحمن and it will stick to the throne of Allah Azza wa Jalla and then it will come down when it comes down this time it's going to go back to you or the person so watch what you say. Are you with me, brothers? What did the Prophet tell us? A story of two men. One kept saying to his brother, Ittaqillah, stop what you're doing. Why are you doing this? And he wouldn't listen. And then one day he said to him, Inna Allah la yaghfiru laka. Allah is never going to forgive you. Allah is never going to forgive you. Every day I'm telling you, stop what you're, what you're doing. Allah, Allah is never going to forgive you. And then what happened? Both of them died. And Allah said to the other one, Who are you to give out my mercy? Why are you lying upon me? I have forgiven him and I haven't forgiven you. When you say a person is a kafir, you're saying that he's from the people of the hellfire. And he's going to stay in the hellfire forever. What are you also saying is that his wife shouldn't leave him. Also what are you saying that his blood is no longer sacred anymore. You're also saying he can't be buried with the Muslims. Look how many things that came out of your mouth. By just saying, yeah kafir. It's a very dangerous thing. Ahlul Sunnah, they don't make takfir of the people. Except if they are a person of great knowledge. Number two is if they know the shurut and the mawani' They look at the conditions and the meat They look at the what? They look at the shurut and they look at the mawani' There are a group of people who also are very fast in making tabdi' of people And say, fulan you're a mubtadi' Tabdi' also is the same as takfir It's from the masail al-asma'i wal-ahkam There are conditions that need to be found as well And the mawani' need to be found And if your light, if it's light in making tabdi' of the people Are you with me brothers? Then really Your qawa'id on takfir is also light It's impossible Because both of them are the same They're from the Masail al-Ismai Shaykh al-Islam Taymi mentions that in his Majmu' al-Fatawa That they're both the same Also the Shaykh here mentions The boycotting of innovators That the person of innovation You need to boycott them Like in boycotting them Is based upon masalih and mafasid Is there a benefit in it or not? Shaykh Abdul Zakal Badr mentions that in the Sharah that the boycotting of the innovators, the benefit and the harm is looked. There's a benefit in it, it's done. And if it, advising them and talking to them is going to bring the benefit, that's, that will be done. So we all together, brothers. The masalih and the mafasid is observed. Like in the boycotting of innovators is in the Quran, Allah says, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَخُوضُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرٍ Also the boycotting 
it differs in places and lands. The places where Ahlul Sunnah are weak is different from the places where Ahlul Sunnah are strong. All of that, Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, he has a risala on the issue of boycotting. It should be looked into. We also look at, did the person do a mistake or did the person come with an innovation? They're two different things. Some people, they mix the two. He did a mistake, yes, but he didn't do bid'ah. Also, they don't know the difference between he's a person of the sunnah, he's been ahl sunnah and he did a mistake. He's forgiven. Al-Imam Dhabi, what did he say? لو أننا كلما أخطأ إمام مجتهد في مسألة خطأنا مغفورا له هجرناه وبدعناه لما سلم أحد من الأئمة. Everybody who does a mistake, if we boycott them, no one will be left for us. Everybody who does a mistake, boom, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you. Boycott him, block him. No one will be left. Are you with me, brothers? So we look at the type of mistake that came from the person. Is it from the usul? Is it from the furu? We look at it. We will look at who is the person, Aslan, what was he in the beginning? He was from the Sunnah, he was from Ahlul Sunnah in the beginning. No problem, it's a different. But if he's from Ahlul Bid'ah in the beginning, it's another ruling. All of that needs to be observed. Naam. وَيُقَالُ بِفَضْلِ خَلِفَةِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَبِي بَكْرٍ الصِّدِّيقِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فهو أفضل الخلق وأخيرهم بعد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ونثني بعده بالفاروق وهو عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه فهما وزيرا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وضجيعاه في قبره ونثلث بذي النورين عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه ثم بذي الفضل والتقى علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه رضي الله عنهم أجمعين ثم الباقين من العشرة الذين أوجب لهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الجنة ونخلص لكل رجل منهم من المحبة بقدر الذي أوجب لهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من التفضيل ثم لسائر أصحابه من بعدهم رضي الله عنهم أجمعين ويقال بفضلهم ويذكرون بمحاسن أفاعلهم ونمسك عن الخوض فيما شجر بينهم فهم خيار أهل الأرض بعد نبيهم صلى الله عليه وسلم ارتضاهم الله عز وجل لنبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلهم أنصارا لدينه فهم أئمة الدين وعلام المسلمين رضي الله عنهم أجمعين Here he goes on to the one of the five أصول which is what? The companions. What do Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe? We love the Prophet's family and we love his what? His companions. The Rafidah only claim to love who? The Prophet's? Not all of the family. They pick and choose who they want. Abdullah ibn Abbas is not from the, is he not from the Prophet's family. They don't like him. They consider him to be a thief. That's what they believe of him. So they pick and choose who they want. Like they don't like Abdullah ibn Abbas nor his father. Abbas and Abdul Muttalib. Are you with me, brothers? Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we believe the Sahabas and the Prophet's family, we love them. And we add to the Prophet's family who? His wives. Are the Prophet's wives part of his family? The evidence for that is Allah Ta'ala, look what he said. In the ayah when he talks about Yanisa and Nabi Lesunaka Hadim and Nisa in the Taytun of Falatana Bilkoli, Fayatum Aladi, Fikalbi, Umaradum, Kulna Kola Marufa. وخرنا في بيوتكن ولا تبرجنا تبرج الجاهلية الأولى وأقمنا الصلاة وآتينا الزكاة وأطعنا الله ورسوله إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجز أهل البيت. He was mentioned before that. يعني سأ النبي the wives of the prophet and then the أهل the family of the prophet was mentioned. So the wives of the prophet ﷺ are from his what? They're from his family. Of course they are. ولذلك أبو زرعة الرازي mentioned and many other scholars mentioned that. People who belittle the companions, 
they are actually indirectly insulting the Prophet. Because what did we say before? A friend is a reflection of who? A reflection a friend is a reflection of you. If you're with drug dealers then you're a what? You're a drug dealer yourself. That's why we do drug dealers. Huh? If the Prophet was with these people and they were bad people, then that's the, what does it make the Prophet? If the Prophet is with Aisha and his wives are all bad, then what does it make him? Are you with me, brothers? It's an insult to the Prophet Ali. That's what they want. They want to insult the Prophet. But they know they can't. They beat him behind the bush. What we have to understand is the Sahabas, even though we all love them, they're not the same. Just like the Prophets are not the same. Tilka Rusul Faddalna, Faddalna Ba'adahum Ala Ba'ad. The Sahabas are not all the same. Who is the best? And next, Abu Bakr and Umar, they are the best after what? The prophets and the messengers. They are the best after what? As the Prophet sallallahu has said, that Abu Bakr and Umar are the best after, after the prophets and the messengers. Every prophet that came and every messenger that came, Abu Bakr and Umar is the best after it. And then comes who? Uthman. The Sahaba used to believe Abu Bakr, Uthman and Ali. That's the old, sorry, Abu Bakr, Umar and Uthman in that order. Look what Abdullah ibn Umar said. We used to say, while the Prophet was with us, the best in the Ummah of Nabi Muhammad is after the Prophet Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman. We used to say that. And the Prophet would be what? Silent. And if it was wrong, he would have corrected them. Look at Ali ibn Abi Talib when he was asked. His son Muhammad al Hanafiya, he said to his father, Muhammad al-Hanafiya, by the way, is a son of Ali ibn Talib, but he's not from the son, children of Fatima. After Fatima died, he married again and he had children, right? Are you with me, brothers? And Muhammad ibn Hanafiya gave birth to uh, a child, and that's where the Zaydiya uh, comes back to. That's another discussion. Muhammad al-Hanafiya here, he asked his father Ali ibn Talib, who is the best? After Nabi Muhammad, he said Abu Bakr. Then I said to him, after that, he said Umar. Look at Muhammad al-Hanafiyyah. He said, Wakashitu, I was scared. If I asked him the third, he's going to say Uthman. So I said to him, you. I beat him to it. I said, you. Sa'dad, third. And then he said to him, Ma ana illa rajul min al-Muslimin. I'm a man from the Muslims. Ya ikhwan, this man's promised Jannah while he's walking on the face of this earth. All that's between him and entering Jannah is to die. Imagine if you knew that you're walking on this earth, you're going to enter Jannah. And he's still saying, Ma'ana, I am nothing except Ila Rajulu min al Muslimin. Ali ibn Abi Talib. Ali went on the pulpit of Kufa when he heard the Shia coming out and saying what they were saying. And he said, Balaghani, it has reached me. And that they're giving me me status over Abu Bakr and Umar. I heard people doing that. And then he said, La yufaddiluni. Ahad, no one from this minute onward should give me virtue over Abu Bakr and Umar. I'm going to lash him, the lashing of a person who a person who makes a lie up now. Are you with me brothers? I'm going to lash him. I'm going to take him to the court and I'm going to lash him. How are you going to put me up before Abu Bakr and Umar? They were the what? They were the wazira. The Prophet said, Abu Bakr wa Umar, Sayyid al-Kuhul ahli jannati, min al-awwalina wal-akhirina ma khala al-nabiyyina wal-mursalina la tukbirhuma ma'ya alih. These two are Abu Bakr and Umar after all of the Prophets and the Messengers, they're the best. 
ولذلك the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Allah he used to say جئت أنا وأبو بكر وعمر مين أبو بكر وعمر came مين أبو بكر وعمر left مين أبو بكر then this they were always right next to him عليه الصلاة والسلام نعم so we love we love all of them we love Ansar we love the Muhajirin who is better the Muhajirin or the Ansar so pay attention to this the best is Abu Bakr and then after that is the, four, is the remaining three and then after that is the remaining six from the Ashar al-Mubashirin al-Jannah and then after that is what Quraysh sorry not Quraysh Muhajirin the ten promised Jannah all of them are what all of them are Muhajirin all of them are Muhajirin after the Muhajirin is what the Prophet said Hubbul Ansari Hubbul Ansari Imanun Loving Ansar is Iman. That is second. The Prophet said, Ayatul Nifaqi, the sign of Nifaq is Bughbul Ansar, hating Ansar. It's hypocrisy. You're a Munafiq if you hate Ansar. Are you with me? Okay, after Ansar. After that is what? The people of? The people of Badr. After that is what? Those who done Bay'atul Ridwan under the truth. And it's the order I mentioned it in. You can find it in the Sharh of Ibn Abi Al-Izz al-Hanafi. He mentions the order of how the virtues of the companions are. When it comes to the, what the, the Sahabas, they, they, the Sahabas, they have disputes and khilaf. What do we believe? Let's not talk about it. The way Allah saved our tongues, we should save our what? The way Allah saved our swords, we, weren't there, we were not there that day. We should not talk about it. What happened between the Sahabas, no one talks about it. Are you with me? Anybody who does speak about it and talk about it is going to be destroyed. Allah says, Tilka ummatun qad khalat. Laha ma kasabat wa alayha ma They have what they did. We love them all. We respect them. Don't speak about it. And we believe even the one that was wrong, he still gets a reward for it. Because the Prophet ﷺ did not say إِذَا حَكَمَ الْحَاكِمُ فَاجْتَهَدَ فَأَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجَرَانِ وَإِنْ أَخْطَى فَلَهُ So Muawiyah and Ali They are between either two rewards or what? Or one reward Because they were both doing ijtihad Are you with me brothers? We don't speak about it, we don't indulge, we don't believe it وَلِذَلِكَ الصَّحَابَةِ عُمَرَ بْنَ عَبْدِ الْعَزِيزِ When he was asked about this issue about what happened between the companions. He said, Tilka dima, those were bloods. Tahur Allah, Allah purified it. Min suyufina our swords. Fala takhtub biha al sinata. Fala takhtub biha al sinatana. Do not you, O person, go and now taint it with your tongue. You were not there that day, Allah saved you from it. Now save your tongue from it as well. Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymiyyah, he said, لَكِنْ إِذَا ظَهْرَ مُبْتَدِعٌ يَقْتَحُ فِي مَيْفِ الصَّحَابَةِ بِالْبَاطِلِ فَلَا بُدَّ مِنَ الدَّبِّ عَلْمُهُمْ وَذِكْرِ مَا يُبْطُلُ حُجَّةً بِعِلْمٍ وَعَدْلٍ If you see a person speaking about Muawiyah and saying, who's Muawiyah, who knows him? You have to stand up and defend their honor. And protect them. And mention the reality that happened between the two of them. This is the time you can speak about it. But other than that, don't speak about what happened between them. Are you with me, brothers? But when you speak, you speak with knowledge and justice. 
ولا نترك حضور الجمعة وصلاتها مع بر مع بر هذه الأمة وفاجرها لازم ما كان من البدعة بريئة فإن ابتدع ضلالا فلا صلاة خلفه والجهاد مع كل إمام عدل أو أو جائر والحج. The Salaf they believe you you pray behind the Muslim leader when he does the jama'a you pray behind him you're not the jum'a and the eid back in those days the leaders used to do that everybody would come and they would lead everyone needs to go the sahabas used to go even some of the leaders they used to drink alcohol like Walid ibn Uqba Walid ibn Uqba I think yeah he used to he, he drank khamar and one day he came out for fajr and he led four rak'ah and he turned around he was drunk and he said to the people azidukum add more Abdullah ibn Umar was behind him. Abdullah ibn Umar says, since the day you came, all you do is you add salah onto it. Look at how Sahabas were patient. If he prayed, he already led them extra, and he's looking at them, he said, Shall I add more? Sahabas would not, they would go and they'll pray. But what did they used to do lacking? Not to show disunity. What would they do? They would pray at home. Because he's not praying, he's salah, what he's doing is wrong. So they pray home and they will come and they will pray with him. Are you with me, brothers? And they would what? Just so it doesn't show that Abdul Umar is not here. Where is he? And then the people say, you know what, let's all go against him. They will do that. If he's going to hajj, the people they will go hajj with him. Nah. وَإِقْصَارُ الصَّلَاةِ فِي الْأَسْفَارِ وَالتَّخْيِيرُ فِيهِ بَيْنَ الصِّيَامِ وَالْإِفْطَارِ فِي الْأَسْفَارِ he now talks about shortening the prayer when you're a traveler. And if you're a traveler, what do you do? You, could, you, you pray two for Dhuhr and Asr and Isha. So Dhuhr, Asr and Isha. As for Maghrib and Fajr, you don't shorten them. You leave them the way they are. If you are a traveler, you can fast if you want to. And if you want, you can leave it. Based on the hadith, in shi'ta fasum wa in shi'ta fa'aftar. It's your choice. You have the choice. Which one is better? To fast or not to fast? That's another discussion for another time. It's a rukhsa Allah gave you subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. هذه مقالات وأفعال اجتمع عليها الماضون الأولون من أئمة الهدى وبتوفيق الله اعتصم بها التابعون قدوة ورضا وجانب التكلف فيما كفوا فسددوا بعون الله ووفقوا لم يرغبوا عن الاتباع فيقصروا ولم يجاوزوه تزيدا فيعتدوا فنحن بالله واثقون وعليه متوكلون وإليه في اتباع آثارهم راغبون The Sheikh here mentions that all of this which I mentioned is what the Salaf were upon the righteous people خير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم Allah says in another ayah, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِبِثْرِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِي فَقَدِ اِهْتَدَوْا وَإِنْ تَوَلُّوا فَإِنَّمَا هُمْ فِي شِقَاقٍ فَسِيَكْتِيكَهُمُ اللَّهِ We need to follow the Salaf, what they were upon in this Aqeedah book that we studied, and take it in. That's the path that we want to be upon. So, اِتَّبِعُوا وَلَا تَبْتَدِعُوا فَقَدْ فَقَدْ كُفِيتُمْ Follow, do not innovate, you have been sufficed. Don't, you don't need to come up with ideas and new structures and new rules and regulations and new way of giving da'wah. It's already done for you. Why are you going to waste time and energy on it? It's already here, inshallah. Just follow it. Ittabi'u wa faqad kufitum. Follow. Do not innovate. It, you, you have been sufficed. Naam.
فهذا شرح السنة تحريت كشفها وأوضحتها فمن وفقه الله للقيام بما أبنته مع معونته له بالقيام على أداء فرائضه بالاحتياط في النجاسات وإصباغ الطهارة على الطاعات وأداء الصلوات على الاستطاعات وإيتاء الزكاة على أهل الجدات على أهل الجدات والحج على أهل الجدة والاستطاعة وصيام الشهر لأهل الصحات وخمس صلوات سنها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من بعد الصلوات صلاة الوتر في كل ليلة وركعتي الفجر وصلاة الفطر والنحر وصلاة الكسوف وصلاة كسوف الشمس والقمر إذا نزل وصلاة الاستسقاء متى وجب واجتناب المحارم والاحتراز من النميمة والكذب والغيبة والبغي بغير الحق وأن يقال على الله ما لا يعلم كل هذا كبائر محرمات والتحري في المكاسب والمطاعم والمحارم والمشارب والملابس واجتناب الشهوات فإنها داعية لركوب المحرمات فمن رعى حول الحما فإنه يوشك أن يواقع الحمام فمن يسر لها فمن يسر لهذا فإنه من الدين على هدى ومن الرحمة على رجاء ووفقنا الله وإياك إلى سبيله الأقوم بمنه الجزيل الأقدم وجلاله العلي الأكرم والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعلى من قرأ علينا السلام ولا ينال سلام الله الضالين والحمد لله رب العالمين So I have this explanation of the sunnah in order to clarify it and elucidate it. So whoever Allah grants success will carry out that which I have clarified and along with the assistance of Allah in performing the obligatory duties and taking precautionary measures against the impurities, performing the purification properly in obedience, hajj for the people of diligence and ability, fasting a month for the people who have health and five prayers that were prescribed by the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After those prayers, there is the prayer of Al-Witr during every night and the two units of Al-Fajr and the prayers of Al-Fitr and Al-Nahr and the prayers of solar and lunar eclipses when they occur and the prayer for rain when it becomes obligatory. And one must avoid the unlawful affairs and take caution against tail-carrying, lying, backbiting and transgressing against others and it is unlawful to speak about Allah without knowledge. All of these are major unlawful sins. So whoever wavers around the unlawful is in danger of falling into it. So whoever finds it easy to avoid unlawful acts, then he is upon guidance from the religion and he is upon hope from mercy. And may Allah grant us and you the success to follow his straight path through his eternally abundant honor and his most generous and lofty glory. And may the peace be upon you and upon those who recite the greeting of peace upon us. And the greeting of peace is not presented to the misguided ones. And the praise is for Allah, Lord of the worlds. We have completed this treatise with the praise and blessing of Allah. And may the abundant and plentiful peace and salutations of Allah be upon Muhammad, his family, his companions, and his chaste wives. The author here, as you can see, concluded the kitab with righteous deeds. Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe after they write their Aqidah book, they will always talk about the purification of one's actions and what he does. And coming with righteous deeds, good manners. You saw the importance of good manners at the ending of the book here. And Aqidatul Wasatiyah, what are you going to see at the ending? Also good manners. So don't think to yourself, Ulama Ahlul Sunnah only talk about the Aqidah, Aqidah, and they don't talk about manners. Here he tells you stay away from lying, cheating, tail bearing. And we finished the kitab uh, there. 
anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan and Allah and His Messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illallah astaghfiruk wa atubu ilayhi.